This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. This week, we're talking about the unexpected firing of FBI Director James Comey at the hand of me, President Donald John Trump. We're also getting into some other quick hits, artificial intelligence, facial recognition technology, and finally, we're talking about the Icelandic language and computers not getting along. Plus, Joey takes a phone call. Yes, I do. Yeah, just stick around. This is the mandatory Samson Podcast coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. Yep. It's the podcast. We're back. Chris Flannery. Matt White, Joey Noe, switched it up. I saw okay. that. Confused you both. I can see it in your eyes. You're scared. I'm so, I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm just confused I'm here on the right uh, here on time this week. Yeah, you made it finally. Yeah. You're here right at the start of the show. Uh, we're happy to have you. Joey, how you feeling over there? Feeling great. We have a lot of hard-hitting topics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to get to today. It's been a big week. D- absolutely, yeah. It always happens. You know, like Tuesday, Wednesday, as I'm like coming up with the rundown for the show something major happens and we had the same thing this week let me say this what are we actually going to be talking about uh comey getting fired we're yeah. gonna discuss that in a minute then we got a jordan edwards update anti-protest laws on the rise and it's annoying to me uh more artificial intelligence facial recognition stuff <laughs> sweet tommy tommy can you hear me we're gonna talk about tommy laren we got a she gave an interview to Playboy, which is smart on her part and smart on Playboy's part. Weird interview. We're going to talk about a little bit of what Tommy had to say there. Plus, Ben Carson annoyed me this week. That made me sick, by the way, reading some of that, what he yeah. had to say. Yeah, we're going to get into that. He's the HUD secretary. We're going to talk about what he had to say about uh, lower income housing. Irritating. And finally, finally computers don't understand Icelandic, and I swear to God we're going to talk about it this week. Come hell or high water. Let me tell you this. A little bit of a programming note. No episode next week. Boo! Yeah. I'll make sure to be here on time for it, though. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you and Joey do it. Um, yeah, I have a wed- I'm going to a wedding in Chicago, and I, you know, I have some stuff to get done, and I'm flying, so no episode next week, but we'll be back the week after. Can you bring me back a deep dish pizza? Sure. Nice. Yeah, no problem. Let me tell you something. Yes. Deep dish. I like Chicago. It's, it's a cool city. Deep dish pizza is good as fuck. I'm not going to lie to you. That's somebody from New York, New Jersey. I know what pizza is. Chicago's got good pizza. You see, it tastes good. I just don't think it really qualifies as pizza. It's- yeah, I mean, you call it what you want, right? I mean, it's a fucking meal. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's call, a... It, call it a pizza casserole. It's delicious. It's a casserole. Just, it's just not really... Ooh. Pizza has to be able to... You eat a slice, you fold it while walking. Yeah, you fold it, you drip grease down your arm. Right, I, I agree. Uh... Before we get into anything, I want to bring this up. Trump care kind of happened at the end. We mentioned it last week. It's sort of now out. I feel like it's out of the news cycle a little bit only because of all this Comey stuff. And there's a lot of other things going on. It passed the House, but now it's got to go to the Senate. So I didn't necessarily want to get into a whole, you know, bunch of the details of it because 
the way it passed the House is not the way it's going to pass the Senate. And if it does pass the Senate that way, fine, we'll talk about that. But let's wait to see what happens as it gets into the Senate. It's DOA. It is DOA I wouldn't in that have, Senate. I wouldn't say it's dead on arrival, but it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to pass the way that it's it's and, written right now. And I would think any all the momentum it had has is just been stripped away by this week's news. Probably. We'll, and, yeah. Which hopefully will at least make it so it doesn't get brought up until the CBO scoring comes out. Right, which that would be uh, so we can, helpful, yeah. Because... I'm not an economist, but I'm assuming it's not going to be good for the economy. I don't think it's going to be budget neutral. <laughs> HuffPo, YouGov poll, 44% oppose the House health care bill. 25% are unsure. <laughs> so that's almost 70%. 7 out of 10 Americans are like, yeah, we, we either don't know what the fuck's going on or we're not into it if we do know what the fuck's going on. 39 to 26 think it'll be worse than Obamacare. So those that's are interesting low. numbers. That should be higher. should be so much higher. People don't really know what the fuck's going on. There are people who are just, there's people entrenched in their own beliefs that aren't listening to, they don't want to change their beliefs. That's right. true. So anyway, again, we're not like dismissing it, but I, I guess I don't feel like there's a, a big reason to get into it heavily this week when it's going to keep coming up and we'll see it as it goes through the Senate, which is more important and, mm -hmm. you know, we'll figure it out. All right. Also, Chelsea Manning is set to be released on May 17th after seven years in military prison at 29 years of age. And I have a quote here from Chelsea Manning just about a week before she's about to get on with her life. She goes, for the first time, I can see a future for myself as Chelsea. I can imagine surviving and living as the person who I am and can finally be in the outside world. I hope to take the lessons that I have learned, the love that I've been given and the hope that I have to work toward making life better for others. Uh, and she's, you know, gave thanks for her upcoming release. Uh, I Which, think, thank God, you know. Yeah, it's wonderful. The only thing is, I'm a little, little bit hesitant that she's going to be out on her own in the type of climate that we have at the current moment, right? Because uh, there has been a precedent set with her trying to commit suicide, and I feel that if she is not maybe being watched or being careful in a correct manner, that uh, she might be willing to try again, and I feel that that would be a huge loss for the uh, f for the movement that she's created. Yeah, oh, I understood. I think you know. I got to be honest. I think it's been a long fight to get her out of the military uh, prison to get out of this situation, and I think there's plenty of people that are going to be. I don't think she's just going to be on her own. I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of people around her. I think people raised money for her. So she has a she has a nest egg to that she has when she gets out. I think you're right. I mean, it's certainly a valid point to bring up, but I think there's going to be enough people around her that, you know, hope, hopefully, you know, everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what her public image will be at, uh, going forward. Me too. I, I sort of hope for her own sake that she just takes a while and just sorts out her own life, doesn't try to rush into a public a public persona, but she does have a pedestal that right. at some point, if she's ready to. Ha be more public about it. She could try to be an activist, make a difference. Yeah. Who knows? Or she can just, maybe she just wants to live her life quietly out of spotlight. Right. Which is fine. And also, you know, it's going to be a bit of an, you're absolutely right. It's going to be an adjustment period mm -hmm. because, you know, she's been in solitary confinement. She has had some suicide attempts. You know, there, there is baggage there and the psychological impact of all of this is not, she's going to be super excited to get out and it's going to feel great. And then there is going to be a bit of a lull and, you know, she's going to have to deal with, you know, everything that she's been through. So, yeah, I mean, I would assume therapy is going to be part of this. Obviously, transitioning mm -hmm. is a thing in and of itself. So, that, you know, there's, yes, there's a lot that she has to unpack. But 
big picture. It's great that she's getting out. Somebody that I really respect for what she did and somebody, you know, whose information through WikiLeaks really helped, um, you know, shape my opinion about U S involvement in the middle East and, and what we're doing in Iraq and, and other places around the club. So and I think she, it was really important. She, she paid the price for her crimes and now she's yeah free. And yeah. But, like ultimately it, it is a crime what she did. So you can't, it's not up for debate, but it's just, well, it's up for debate. No, <laughs> whether it should be not. a crime is up for debate. Whether it is a crime is not. Yeah. Okay. The, that's fine. I guess. I mean, she, uh, once again, she tried to go up the chain of command. They rejected her. And then, so her only option really was to be a whistle, but, but okay. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Uh, and also, you know, credit be to Barack Obama. It'd be interesting to see if they meet at some point. You would have to assume that that is going to be in the works. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I would love to see that happen. I mean, credit to him for, um, you know, commuting your sentence. The right thing to do for sure. Well, I'm pretty sure if a president is willing to commute your sentence, he's willing to meet you. Maybe. I wonder what her opinion on him is because he, he did put her in prison for the entire time, but then finally lets her go. So I don't. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'd have to hear from Chelsea Manning about that. To me, you got to understand where he'd be coming from. Yeah. There. You know what I mean? I mean, I have to imagine she isn't that offended by him or anything. It's, no, she, I'd she be happier he was than, doing his job. Right. I mean, he's, she's out 20, whatever, 20 something years before she's supposed to be. So, or whatever, 18. No. Yeah, 28 years before she's supposed to be out. So that's uh, it's good stuff. Um, all right. The president. The United States on Tuesday, Donald Trump fired FBI director James Comey just three years, nine months and 11 days into a 10 year term as director of the FBI. Before we get into reaction, let's go back a week or so. Now, I'm kind of pissed off at myself. I'm going to be honest, because Uh I had this bookmarked last week. Comey testified in front of the, um, I guess, the Judiciary Committee. If I'm not mistaken, well, in any event, he testified before a Senate committee mm-hmm. where he was asked about numerous things. The Russia investigation about the Hillary Clinton letter that he sent out. And I also had a, a something from Nate Silver that we're going to get into in a second. But I, I'm annoyed that we didn't do it last week because it would have been a nice precursor, an interesting precursor. Yes. Nonetheless, take my word for it. I did have it bookmarked, and that's why I'm bringing it up now. Um I want to play this is about four minutes. I think it's worth listening to because people are the left and certain people on the right are up in arms about the fact that Comey got fired. He we're going to play this video. I think it's informative kind of about the guy generally. And I think a week ago or if it was Obama in office that fired Comey, I think liberals would have been clapping about it. Mm hmm. Now, it's Trump. Obviously, we understand that there is something going on there, uh, which we're going to get to in a little bit. And I, and I, you know, I'm I'm happy about the whole thing. It's obviously a crazy move. It's a reckless move for Trump to do it, but it's a guilty move. And so for somebody that doesn't want Trump to be president and does, you know, was starting to doubt whether there was something going on between because you weren't hearing anything about Russia. It just kind of seemed to die off. This is the most clear signal that there's something actually happening between Trump and Russia or was at some point. This is such a crazy move out of nowhere for Trump to do this. Now, of course, their, their administration is saying because, you know, because of the Hillary letter. and Listen, just Christopher, not a when someone is incompetent to be right. in that position, they need to be removed. He needed to be removed. Well, the, I mean, you bring up the, yeah, they're using the justification of the letter for Hillary Clinton. You can't 
that doesn't hold water because they already said, oh, we they already praised him for that. So you can't fire him for something you praise him. Yeah, for. but you can. You can. This is the and, thing. You can be hypocritical. You can. You can say one thing and then do something else. The the, the David Frum, who's a Republican who famously he, voted he, against Trump. He hates Trump. He, he went. All, I mean, he was a speechwriter for for W. Yeah, I mean, he's conservative. I mean, he's and, a very conservative. Guy. I, I respect the man. He's he's an intelligent guy. He's an intelligent guy. I follow him on Twitter, and he was like, "This is a coup." It's not a coup. The, Trump is allowed to do this. Trump has not done anything illegal. He's maybe done something that you don't agree with. He's done something reckless, uh, embar- whatever you want to call it. Not illegal, though, so not a coup. He has the power to do it. He did do it. We'll find out why as time goes on, and I think liberals should almost be heartened by this because obviously some shit is going on there. That's why he did it. He didn't He didn't do it for moral or ethical or professional reasons. He did it because there's an investigation into him, and they're on to something. That's why. Well, so you can both recognize that Comey is not... Uh, he's an unprofessional person. He, You can be disappointed in a lot of things he does, but at the same time, you can still criticize Trump for... The re- his reasons for firing him. I think you don't have... To, it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, you can... Cri- absolutely. I'm not saying anybody can't criticize Trump, but I, I don't see... A re- like, he did it. He's allowed to do it, and I understand why he did it. And it's not the reason he's saying. Oh, I mean, absolutely. So, ever, that's not even... Right. Nobody in the media is saying it's reasons. that's the reason. I mean, right. there's well, all sorts of reasons coming out right now. And we were looking before the show. You you showed me a headline. What is the the new, the new dep- the deputy or whatever, the, the interim... So I believe... I, I just briefly glanced at this that... Uh, I believe he, the new guy McCabe was testifying, uh-huh. testifying before the Senate today. He was already scheduled to do that, and he said he will continue the FBI investigation, and he will not be updating the keeping the White House updated on it. Which, if that's true, that's a very good sign. Perfect, right? And I mean, I keep reading all these things about people concerned about whether McCabe or whoever is is in in Trump's hands, and, and no, a lot of these guys who make it this far. Their career law enforcement, their career like these are the people who make it to the top for a reason, and they try to be impartial. So I have I have hope that he's going to just try to do the job as well as he can. I, I agree. That's the thing. Like I think people are just assuming like, well, oh now great now Trump gets a picture. Yeah, but these a lot of these guys in the FBI love the FBI. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's a ten year term. They're there forever. They make all these inroads. They don't give a shit necessarily who the president is. They want to do their thing. And a lot of people in the FBI did not take kindly to Comey being fired. They liked Comey. Well, you when, know? I, when I saw you tweeted, uh, retweeted something from Julian Assange yesterday saying that there's going to be a bunch of leaks now, right? Absolutely. He Wait. said oh, it's going to start leaking like Niagara Falls. Yeah. Which... Because they support... That's the thing. Trump... I mean, I have a wonderful relationship with the FBI, with the intelligence. He doesn't. That's not true. Not true at all. So people in the FBI, when this happens, they go, oh, shit. Well, we got to rally around our guys. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to... You know, and now... Comey's free. He can go out and give interviews. He can go talk. He can go say whatever he wants well, at this point. Well, he's been invited to testify next week. Yeah, well, which, that's going to be does, great. That could be interesting. I'm not sure if he will. I mean, who knows what He'll actually happens. He'll still happen. honor the confidentiality, and, I assume. But. And because if there's a grand jury, he's not going to spoil an ongoing investigation. Yeah. He's not going to do all that. But it's going to be interesting. And I'm just hope, like there, But there is a fear that, like, you, you, you can understand the fear that this is just people, the next people, next people in line are going to cover shit up. Yeah, I understand the fear, but I think that that's not realistic. Well, and also, you know? also there's the idea that, oh, he can now appoint an FBI director, which if he appoints a guy like Giuliani or Chris Christie, then fuck. Oh, wouldn't that be some but, shit? Right, but, that, but think about the political ramifications of all and, of that. And also, yeah. also that that's a Senate-confirmable post, and I'm not sure that... I think a few Republicans would be like, no, no. Well, we'll see about like, that. I, <laughs> I think it would not be... 
Well, we have quote, I have quotes and reactions and stuff like that, so we can get into like the the potentialies that kind of at yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. segment. That's fine. Um, I want to play this clip of Comey because to me, I hear this guy talk like this, and I go, I don't, I don't necessarily. I'm not a big fan of this guy. I don't necessarily trust what he's saying. So this is Diane Feinstein, Feinstein, excuse me, uh, talking to Comey last week. And I'm going to play that clip right now. Director, I have one question regarding my opening comment, and I view it as a most important question, and I hope you will answer it. Why was it necessary to announce 11 days before a presidential election that you were opening an investigation on a new computer without any knowledge of what was in that computer. Why didn't you just do the investigation as you would normally with no public announcement? Yeah, great question, Senator. Thank you. Um, October 27th, the investigative team that had finished the investigation in July, focused on Secretary Clinton's emails, asked to meet with me. So I met with them that morning, late morning, in my conference room, and they laid out for me what they could see from the metadata on this fella Anthony Weiner's laptop that had been seized in an unreal. Uh, right there, when he goes, "This fella," like nobody knows who Anthony Weiner. Now everybody knows. Anthony no, we're familiar Wiener. with him. He worked here. Yeah, we've all seen related case. Right. Uh, what they uh, could see have from we? <laughs> have we? The metadata was that there were thousands of Secretary Clinton's emails on that device including what they thought might be the missing emails from her first three months as Secretary of State. We never found any emails from her first three months. She was using... That's because I super deleted them! Oh, no, smart. But, uh, no, but... Uh, like, so good. She has to be, like, amazing at, like, computers to not have all these hackers, well-educated technicians that that's the living can't find fucking emails. What I the hell did great. she do? Wait, Hillary, what? I think that's great. Yeah, well, of course you think that's great. All right, Comey, please continue. Using a Verizon BlackBerry then, and that's obviously very important because it, if there was evidence that she was acting with bad intent, that's where it would be in the but first three months. But they weren't there. Look, can I just finish my answer, Senator? Yeah. And so they came in and said, we can see thousands of emails from the Clinton email domain, including many, many, many from the Verizon Clinton domain, BlackBerry domain. They said, we think we got to get a search warrant to go get these. I use a Galaxy S7. I'm not concerned about it burning down the White House at all. Melania bought it for me. And the Department of Justice agreed we had to go get a search warrant. So I agreed. I authorized them to seek a search warrant. And then I faced a choice. And I've lived my entire career by the tradition that if you can possibly avoid it, you avoid any action in the run-up to an election that might have an impact, whether it's a dog-catcher election or president of the United States. But I sat there that morning, and I could not see a door labeled no action here. I could see two doors, and they were both actions. One was labeled speak, the other was labeled conceal. Because here's how I thought about it. I'm not trying to talk you into this, but I want you to know my thinking. Having repeatedly told this Congress, we are done and there's nothing there. There's no case there, there's no case there. To restart in a hugely significant way, potentially finding the emails that would reflect on her intent from the beginning and not speak about it would require an act of concealment, in my view. And so I stared at speak and conceal. Speak would be really bad. There's an election in 11 days. Lordy, that would be really bad. Oh Concealing, God. in my view, would be catastrophic. Not just to the FBI, but well beyond. And honestly, Now, that's the crux of his... I get what he's saying, but... What he's saying is, essentially, 
if I don't say anything, uh-huh. it's likely Hillary Clinton's going to get elected. And if then so we find something later, it's going to be oh, catastrophic. But his p- other point is, if I bring it up, uh-huh. it's possibly going to cost Hillary Clinton the election. And so it's only really bad for Trump to become president. No, he had those fucking totally backwards, which I don't understand. That was his logic, right? Like risk, risk it being really bad that you find something after Hillary became president, because at least then the fucking capable person became president, not the other way around. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't understand up logic. that that's how he, his logic worked. Also, he claims to be that he's built his entire career about not, around not interfering in elections. You've been the FBI director for one election, and you fucked up pretty hard on it. Yeah, well, the dog catcher, he said. Oh, yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, he really fucked up that Rufus T. Bonehound, I was in rural Mississippi. What are you so, talking so about? Question Rufus, so, no, Rufus T. Bonehound for dog catcher? We're not going not gonna to get anything for that? Doesn't make me laugh. Okay. So, if you had two doors, yeah. are these metaphysical, like, metaphysical doors like they exist they don't exist like he opened it closed it uh, no. like one door he saw trump another door he saw hillary and went, uh, we're gonna go with trump <laughs> no at the fbi they have these doors where yep. they can set up like you said metaphysical yeah, doors. decisions <laughs> and you walk through them and you can glance the future and you know it's actually modeled after a game show set too it is, yes. yes. Bob Barker's there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And he was running for dog catcher against. <laughs> he was because he likes to get your pets spayed and neutered. All right. Uh, James Comey. Boy, and Barker. As between really bad and catastrophic, I said to my team, we've got to walk into the world of really bad. I've got to tell Congress that we're restarting this, not in some frivolous way, in a hugely significant Stop hitting the desk. I would have been like, can you stop doing that? It's like when Joey clicks. I'm like, can you stop hitting the desk, please? Are you mental? In a way. And the team also told me, we cannot finish this work before the election. And then they worked night after night after night, and they found thousands. This is the part that annoys me, too. His team goes to his team. He's like, listen, we have to tell Congress about this. And they're like, well, there's no way we're getting this done before the election. And then they do somehow. Oh, magic. Yeah. So why didn't they all go, listen, let's see if there's anything. Give us five days. If we can get through the emails, we'll tell Congress. Or, you know, if we can't, then we'll tell Congress that we get through them and there's nothing there. Then we don't have to say a fucking word. He should have been like, okay, because what difference does it make? 11 days out, four days out. It's the same. At that point, you're already in crunch time. You're already affecting the election at this point. All right. So here's my question. I don't like this guy's. It makes no sense. All right, the logic. So, okay. So question. So we have laptop. It's Anthony Wieno's laptop. I'm assuming there's a lot of dick pics on there. Oh, but I wouldn't assume that it's his laptop. So these emails, Throwing they were just CC to him, or did he go around and somehow got Hillary's emails? No, he's going to get into it. Laptop. He's going to get into it. Hil- Huma Abaddon, who was like Hillary's Abaddon, whatever, was his uh, was Hillary's like campaign advisor. Yeah, 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 yeah. She apparently forwarded some emails to Wiener's computer. Whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like it was some. I need a copy of this. That way, yeah. Of new emails, they found classified information on Anthony Weiner. Somehow, her emails are being forwarded to Anthony Weiner, including classified information by her assistant, Huma Abedin. And so they found thousands of new emails and then called me the Saturday night before the election and said, thanks to the wizardry of our technology, we've only had to personally read 6,000. So let me get this straight. Yes. Before consulting with any of the people that were actually going to be looking through the emails, mm-hmm. they tell him, no, we can't do it, whatever. Then all of a sudden, three days later, they're like, 
Hey, we f- we remember we got six thousand. We got a lot of um, good technology here at the United States FBI. Uh, we actually turns out we were able to get through them fairly quickly. So, wh- again, why wouldn't you have just been like, we have listen, guys, you have five days, make it happen, get through them. If you can't get through them, then I have to go to Congress and get through them. There's nothing there, and then we don't have to worry about it. And we'll shut the fuck up. That's a fundamental dumb move on Comey's part, and. It, I think, speaks to poor judgment. Why, why? It's maybe, look, you maybe not like what Trump did. It's probably better if this guy's not running the FBI. I don't like this decision-making, this poor decision-making. It cost Hillary Clinton the election. We're going to get into that in a second. So, yeah, it, it is very much just poor judgment. Like, he's not he's not great at his job, but at the same he time... He panicked. He fucking panicked. You can see the way he's explaining. He's like, well, I, I had two doors. I, I, I panicked. I don't know what to I do. Panicked. I don't have doors. I'm freaking. <laughs> he freaked out. Stop, stop pounding on the desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, s- sir, can you stop? If I was Senator, I'd go, uh, thank you, uh, former Director Comey. Can you put your hands, just fold them in front of you, please? Stop. Yes. Yeah, or hold them up. Yeah, exactly. I think we can finish tomorrow morning, Sunday. And so I met with them. And they said, we found a lot of new stuff. We did not find anything that changes our view of her intent. So we're in the same place we were in July. It hasn't changed our view. And I asked them lots of questions. And I said, okay, if that's where you are, then I also have to tell Congress that we're done. Look, this was terrible. It makes me mildly nauseous to think that we might have had some impact on the election. But honestly, it wouldn't change the decision. Why? How would that not change the decision? It's such a a crazy thing to say that. That it wouldn't change your decision. He understands that it could have gotten done. Like, fundamentally, what we're talking about, this could have gotten done way quicker than he's saying it could have, mm-hmm. he believed. So why wouldn't you do it differently? He Is it not okay for him to go, and now, knowing what I, what I know now, I probably could have done the order of things a little bit differently. It I would have, have maybe waited to reveal that. Sure. What's the problem with saying that? Everybody who disagrees with me has to come back to October 28th with me and stare at this and tell me what you would do. Would you speak or would you conceal? Conceal, well, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. That. Here's what I would do. Keep I would go, shut. which person should be president? Right? And whichever one you come up with, that's the option you go with. Take the risk, whichever option you think should be president. Because obviously, it's a pretty clear choice. To conceal. I don't even think it's necessarily concealing. I think it's doing due diligence. And you're, you're, there's stuff you're not saying about what's going on in Trump's campaign. It's being cautious. Right, right. It's Exactly. It's not even really concealing. It's like, we don't have anything to say yet, so we're not going to say it. Yeah. That, that's that, really that's, what it is. It's following standard FBI protocol. Agreed. Agreed. And I could be wrong. You are. We honestly made a decision between those two choices that even in hindsight, and this has been one of the world's most painful experiences, I would make the same decision. I would oh, not conceal yeah. Well, then you're an asshole. Okay. Then you made an asshole choice, Tommy. <laughs> On October 28th from the Congress. And I sent a letter to Congress. By the way, people forget this. I didn't make a public announcement. I sent a private letter to the chairs and the rankings oh, of the wow. oversight committees. Did I know you? it's a <laughs> distinction without a difference in the world of leaks. But it is. it was very important that I tell them instead of concealing. And reasonable people can disagree, but that's the reason I made that choice. And it was a hard choice. I still believe in retrospect the right choice, as painful as this has been. And I'm sorry for the, the long answer. Well, well, okay, so that, that's the whole thing. But now, by the I way, God. so when he says in this world of leaks, yeah. does that mean that he's planning on leaking? Like, no, no. It's like, no, this is a week before he got fired. So oh, this is way back. So it doesn't matter. But, okay. but he's saying... By the way, I didn't go to 
go public with it. I just sent a letter to Congress. Well, yeah, but I did it very as professionally you do that, you as a professional. People aren't going to find out. You, you know what he could have done? He could have gone to like a select committee, uh-huh. which is they have the, you, they have the ability to be quiet. You can go to them quietly and go, listen, I'm going to let you five know this is what's happening. I don't think there's anything there yet, but. And then you go from there. Don't tell us the entirety of... What do you think? Those goons are going to be quiet about it? Of course not. Or do what you did with the Trump information and go to the White House and say, hey, I want to publish this. What do you think? And bring other people in on the decision. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I mean, the White House told him, oh, don't go public on this Trump thing. It could it could affect <laughs> the election. Right. So, okay. So that's Comey, right? This is a week ago before he gets fired. Now, I want to read this quote from a Nate Silver... 538.com article called the Comey letter probably cost Clinton the election. Hillary Clinton would probably be president if FBI director James Comey had not sent a letter to Congress on October 28th. The letter, which said the FBI had quote, learned of the existence of emails that appear to be pertinent to the investigation end quote into the private email server that Clinton used as secretary of state upended the news cycle and soon halved Clinton's lead in the polls, imperiling her position in the electoral college. Halved it? Halved it. The letter isn't the only reason that Clinton lost. It does not excuse every decision the Clinton campaign made. Other factors may have played a larger role in her defeat, and it's up to Democrats to examine those as they choose their strategy for 2018 and 2020. But the effect of those factors, say Clinton's decision to give paid speeches to investment banks or her messaging on pocketbook, uh, or her messaging on pocketbook issues, or her messaging on pocketbook issues, or the role that her gender played in the campaign is hard to measure. The impact of Comey's letter is comparatively easy to quantify by contrast. At a maximum, it might have shifted the race by three or four percentage points towards Donald Trump, swinging Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida to him, perhaps along with North Carolina and Arizona. At a minimum... Oh, that was at a maximum. At a minimum, its impact might have been only a percentage point or so. Still, because Clinton lost Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin by less than one point, the letter was probably enough to change the outcome of the Electoral College. So, for all the Democrats and liberals and snowflakes and fucking wine babies and whatever, think about all of this before you're like, well, this is a fucking coup. The dictator Trump, he's allowed to do it, right? Yes. It's probably a good sign that he did it because he's worried. And Comey fucked the election for Hillary Clinton. Mr. Trump, why are you worried? Me? I'm not worried. Who says I'm worried, Jerry? He's an incompetent. I don't deal with incompetence, and I fire them. That's it. You're fired. I went over. Here's what I did. Mm -hmm. You ready for this? Yes. I go, Melania, watch this. I go over to Comey. I go, you're fired. Get out. Remember? The Apprentice. NBC. Great show. Failing ratings now that Arnold Schwarzenegger took over. It's sad. Very sad. Any other questions, Jerry? Matt? That's all for now. Okay. Well, so... Anytime. You're a star. Like Rance Brevis. But so we can we can agree that the actual reason he was fired is not... Are you be- talking to Donald Trump? Or are you talking to Chris? <laughs> That'd be great if he does Who are you that. talking to? I was more talking to Chris, but if you want <laughs> oh, okay. to answer Donald... Then. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm going to go take a nap. Okay. Trump's oh, gone. so it's, I mean, it's, a, it's about four o'clock. It's nap time for the, for the Donald. I have to get ready for dinner and then nine hours of Fox News. I wake up pretty early to tweet. <laughs> but so we can agree that the reason he was not fi- was fired was not because of the actual emails. We can agree on that, right? What do you mean? You think it's Russia? Oh, yeah. No, I so, don't think. Like you're saying Trump didn't fire him because he's like, well, this is terrible what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm no, just, I'm just saying not. we can agree that, that that's just an attempted smokescreen that yeah, isn't working Yeah, he was praising well. the guy fucking yeah. for months. Yeah. So then if we know that's the reason, we should. can you really take 
solace in the fact that he got fired, or should we be more concerned that yes, he is trying to cover this up? And what if he can? What if he is effect? What if it works to cover up everything? What if this is an effective cover up? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time the government was actually able to cover something up, like a real thing? I don't know. It's it was covered up. Well, <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> that's a good point. But most of the time, scandal will come to light because it's that's what they're there for. You and, know what I mean? That's that's what it's all about. And, well, and this, it's not like this guy's beloved. Everybody hates Trump, so they're looking for something. Well, it's there. There's, there's like twenty percent of the people still love him. Hey, by the way, the Senate Intelligence Committee has subpoenaed former uh, National Security Advisor Michael Flynn for documents related to the Russian Russia investigation. No, I can't wait for that. that, that to out this week. That's gonna be fun. Well, yeah, I'm... right. <laughs> so let's put it all into context. Now, here's some reaction, overreaction from, you know, variety of senators and whatever. Chuck Schumer. First, President Trump fired Sally Yates. Then Preet Bharara. Now, Comey. Doesn't seem like an accident. We must have a special prosecutor. If we don't get a special prosecutor, every American will rightfully suspect that the decision to fire hashtag Comey was part of a cover-up. Okay, yeah, correct. Uh, Mr. Trump? Yes, Joey? I just want to say you're doing a great job of draining the swamp. Thank you. One of my specialties. People don't know that. I'm very good at looking young. Feeling young, making business deals, and draining swamps. That's how I got my start, actually. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, Bernie Sanders had this to say. Donald Trump's decision to fire FBI Director James Comey raises serious questions about what his administration is hiding. Yeah, right. Bernie, I like where Bernie goes. He doesn't fucking freak out. He just goes... Yeah, they're hiding something. They're hiding something. Uh, obviously. That's obviously what it is. Well, so, so do you think it's wrong? that There's, I got more. I got plenty more. And I got a McCain. Oh, nice. <laughs> but but do you think it's wrong that uh, Democrats are freaking out in this way? And it, I mean, there's so many comparisons to the Saturday Night Massacre of Nixon, uh, that got Nixon. Well, you're going to wait. You, I got one for you, okay. too. But, but let me tell you this. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I understand. Of course, Democrats are going to freak out. Fine. They're going to play it the way they want. But to me... The way that the Democrats play politics is wrong. Bernie's talked about it last week where he was like the model of the Democratic Party is failing. They, they don't know what they're doing. So maybe instead of reacting the way that they think they're supposed to react, they should just react like human fucking beings and have a real opinion about it because the Democrats are just as infuriating as the Republicans. I, I just happen to agree with them more. They're irritating the way that they go about almost everything. So freak out all you want, but th- three weeks ago, you, you would have been happy that Comey was gone because you don't even trust him. No, I, th- I think... No matter, I said months ago to my father at one point, that like, oh, the minute Comey is fired, like if Comey ever gets fired, that would be the Saturday Massacre, and this is what we're seeing. Well, all right. Well, I, mean, I, I, I predicted this, like I said something like this a while ago. You're forcing me to skip ahead. Richard Nixon Library tweeted, fun fact, President Nixon never fires the director of the FBI. <laughs> hashtag FBI director, hashtag not Nixonian. <laughs> he didn't actually fire the FBI. No, no he just fired the special prosecutors right. investigating him. It's all about, right. well, if that's... you fire the person investigating you, that's the crime in the cover yeah but here's the thing the fbi director is not necessarily investigating you the fbi is and now you appoint an fbi see he fucked up that's the problem he he did it the oh wrong. he got rid of the wrong person right because now you definitely appoint a special prosecutor and there's going to be movement for that you could put pressure on republicans to support that well the fear is you don't definitely you need to get republican support and it's now on we're the gonna Repu- get to it's now on the republicans to actually step up and i'm not that like the fear is we're they might see. not do it they might not you, you want to know something he might have fucked up bad because if there's someone well, this out is a there. Fun, this is a reckless move. No, but think about this. If there's somebody out there who has a boner for him uh-huh. and they're going to give him money to search into Russia, 
Right. He's going to do it. Yeah, of course. Well, they already are. That's what I'm saying. They already are. Ron Wyden, Democrat, says Comey should be immediately called to testify in an open hearing about the status of Russia-Trump investigation at the time he was fired. Sure. He has been, he has been asked. Senator John McCain, removal of Director Comey only confirms need for a select committee to investigate hashtag Russia's interference in the 2016 election, you stupid idiots. McCain, a quick question. Whose side are you actually on? I only have time for one. Whose side are you on? No one. I'm a maverick. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Senator John McCain's uh, buddy, quote, air quote, buddy, Lindsey Graham, given the recent controversy surrounding the director... I believe a fresh start will serve the FBI and the nation well. So, okay. So so that one surprised me, actually, because Lindsey, Lindsey Graham tends to be the guy who, he, he's like McCain, he talks a big game and then does nothing. Mm-hmm. So I would expect him to be like, oh, this is unacceptable, and then sit in his hands. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Now, but meanwhile, I didn't watch this McCabe, you know... Um, Testif- tes- no, testify- tes- testimony. Testification today, yeah. But... Sleep now, where the fuck? Um, <laughs> he, uh, but he seems like legit. You know what I mean? Again, this is yeah. all. We, you have to at a certain point. This is what I was talking about, right from the whole beginning of all this. Still, let's not be hyperbolic. Whatever. You have to trust that the system is going to work at a certain point, and so far, it has. Because with the travel ban shot down, yep. A lot of the shit that Trump's trying to do, shot down, unconstitutional, shot down. He hasn't really gotten much done. The only thing he's been able to do is write some executive orders, which are easily overturned by the next president or whatever. And they don't, they're just sort of uh, suggestions to different organizations. It gives them um, yeah, they're out there. more leeway, but it's not necessarily, uh, it's not a law. He's not passing a law. The only thing he's been able to do is get Gorsuch in, which he was obviously going to be able to do. So And get half the health, get the health care yeah, bill halfway there. And right. And who the hell knows? Excuse me, polar seltzer, pineapple, grapefruit. Ooh, summer limited edition flavor. It's very nice. I like the bottle color as well. Uh, yeah, he right. He's gotten the healthcare halfway there, and nobody even likes it. But so, I mean, I think the outrage is important though because it is part of the nat- natural reaction that it. So, if you want things to get done, if you want an investigation to happen, you need public outrage. You need it's you the, need things get brought to the light. Here's a bigger. You're right, but here's the problem. Cry wolf, cry wolf, cry wolf. Nobody. You can only do it so many times. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything the guy does, people are like, I just can't. Well, some of it you're going to have to. You Stop with the not my president. He is. Face the reality. Not everything he does is horrific. Like, oh, my God, even this. People freaked out. Like you're saying, should the Democrats not have freaked out? I guess, but he's allowed to do it. You can question why he did it, but calling it a coup, saying it's some. No, it's perfectly legal what he did. Perfectly legal. I have. I never called it a coup. I You're not, was, but I'm saying. Yeah. But that is a part of the reaction. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the media. Are you saying the media sucks in this world, Chris? But it's not the media. But it's also perpetuated by a guy like David Frum, who, right, most of the time is very uh, cogent and intelligent. I don't agree with him on everything, but he, him calling it a coup is ridiculous. That's the, the wrong way to phrase that. It's not. It's hyperbole. Exactly. And if you continue to be hyper, but because you've already seen it, you've already seen the backlash from Trump supporters where 96% of them are like, yeah, we're still going to go do it again because everything they say, they go, well, I don't even believe that when, when Trump goes fake news, fake news, that's fake news. It's not a coup. So don't feed into his narrative. You got to play this correctly and go, listen, we're going to let the process play out because that is all you can do. Anyway, the Democrats are not in a position of power, so they have to let the process play out. Don't, Fucking go into hysterics before something that rightfully should make you hysterical happens. Wait, there's going to be something. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. This is not it. This, this, I'd come out and be like, 
We all the Democrats should have come out and been almost understated with the whole thing and been like, "Listen, you you can read into why he did this. We 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 don't we disagree. We don't think that he's saying why he actually fired him, and we're gonna let the process play out. We'll They're see not what smart the next, enough to. We'll done see what that. the next FBI director has to say about it. I mean, I think. Hmm. I think it was honestly. I think it was the right move by the Democrats. If you look at how badly it threw the administration off base, if you want to throw them, just throw them off and make them realize, oh, you can't get away with this shit. Look at Spicer hiding in the bushes for, for however long. But I mean, did he though? That's because he didn't know. It's because nobody told him. That's just like because they, were, they the weren't expecting it to be this big of a deal, and they just they thought. It I was don't just, know. Do you think, really think they weren't expecting it to be that big a deal? I think it became probably nobody was like. Yeah, listen. If you fr- fire the uh, the FBI he director, like you. Yeah, I, uh, I, they must have known. And if they, but okay, so it's what, their job stuff. Wait, known. let me finish. Say they didn't know, right? Say they they were like, well, we'll, we'll just fire him. No big deal. I'm gonna go to bed. I got this. They fire him. Now it's like a fucking shitstorm. That good. <laughs> the more you see this administration, the more you go, oh, they they can't handle the shit. And that's my point. If there's a cover up going on, they're not gonna be able to do it. They can't even let Spicer know. Nobody texted Spicer's like, hey, heads up, <laughs> we're firing Comey just in case somebody wants to ask you. Well, you know, I, I, I yeah, well, I, 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 I just got, I, I, I'm trying, I, I was trying to go home. Now, pushes, I, I pushes, pushes. Yeah. <laughs> well, but do you, do you think that? His reaction was because he didn't know it was happening at all, or because he just wasn't prepared for the backlash. I really don't know, honestly. I saw, I just saw the headline. I didn't like watch the video or anything. Wait. He probably just didn't. Here's what happened: They did, Comey said he found out from the news, he, the letter <laughs> or whatever they sent to him didn't get it. So it's just mismanagement. It's the entire. It's what we keep seeing: a pattern of like people within the White House don't know what their roles are. Nobody got ahead of it and was like, the the order of things is. Trump tells who you know his inner circle. This is what we're gonna do. Let uh-huh. session know. Let whoever. Then you go to fucking Spicer and you go, "Hey, prepare. We're gonna send a letter to Comey in like the next hour that we're gonna fire him. Get your shit together." Then you fucking send the letter to Comey. Then you're all on the same page. They just didn't do the order right. But, you want to know who came but on? That's top? mismanagement. Who came on top of all this? Who? Huckabee. Uh, Sarah Huckabee. Yeah, I don't. She was there when they needed her. I don't like her. Um. Yeah, I didn't even bring a clip of her. I don't care. She's like the deputy but here's the problem. Secretary. Anyone's better than Spicer is. No, Spicer's the best. What are you talking about? No, you are you saying what do you mean? She's better at the job? She's better at the job. Right. So that so that makes her worse. We want Spicer. <laughs> Spicer's bad at the job. That's what he's it's just like a poor bastard. That's what we want up there. I mean, you don't want somebody that can deflect deflect. This guy is like fucking snow in the uh, like black tar in the arctic he's just <laughs> absorbing everything he can't he can't deflect anything he, everything is it's snl fodder thank you melissa mccarthy yeah i don't watch snl but snl sucks can i tell you this there's a few a few good clips Ugh, i watched there was a bunch of clips for whatever reason out this week where it was like hilarious takedown of like Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarb. I watched it for like four minutes and then I stabbed my computer screen. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was so bad. So was Not, it just like a five minute clip of one uh, proposing to the other? Or? Yeah, they were just being like sexual with each other. You know what I mean? Like where That's they would like creepy. get really close to each other's face and be like, what? You know, they'd argue and then it would like cut to Mike Barnacle and he'd be like, what the hell are you guys doing? It, it's so unfunny. It, it's just like drack. I don't understand how people are watching it, but good for them. I mean, they're getting people to watch. And then I saw something about Chris Pine. I didn't watch. I don't know. SNL, really, I gave up on it. It's, it's hit or miss. It has a few good a few good clips. and Ugh, It's miss. It's parody, not satire. That's the problem. It's all parody. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's where they've really lost You know me. I, I would watch religiously because it's an institution and, you know, can't watch anymore. It's no good. 
All right. Any final thoughts about this? I mean, it's fun. I saw it and I was like, cool. <laughs> Shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> like, it doesn't worry me at all. Also, how how familiar is anybody with what the FBI director is doing most of the time? Other than this, what 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 is what do you, what else is he investigating? I mean, he's setting. He, I mean, he's in charge of determining what what gets FBI funds. No, I understand what he, I understand what he technically does, but I'm saying people that are all upset about coming and fi- name another thing that he's investigating that you care about. It's just because it's a thing Trump did. It's yeah, Russia, know. you know. But good, that's a, that should be in, uh, empowering. Trump. Yeah, Joey. Final question. Yeah, thank you. Uh, when you gave that meeting at the FBI headquarters. Oh yes, that went great. Do you know that there was a line around the corner, Joey? Thousands uh-huh. of people. Was I Comey mean, there that day? You know, I'm not sure why. Why do you ask? Why didn't you fire him that day? Oh, at that time, I he wasn't investigating. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I believed he was doing a good job. But, oh, okay. You know, don't try to catch me, Joey, because you can be fired just like Comey. Don't get on my bad side. Even though I don't really have a bad side because I take very good care of myself. Left side, right side, upside, downside. I'm a beautiful man. I'm also a great golfer. Uh, all right. Good. Final thoughts, Matt? I think it's more significant than you're giving it credit for, but I think it's... Hopefully. Well, so, it's so, a significant thing yeah. that happened, but I just, you know... I think there's two ways this could really go. It could either... This could be... It could end up becoming a, a successful cover-up, and it could be that people... that The people that he's eliminating people that are going to take him down and therefore and then he's appointing people who aren't going to do anything and i'm afraid of republicans saying oh no we don't need a prosecutor we don't need any of this that's what terrifies me i, I have no reason to believe that they're going to be successful in covering this up well that, none but, but you can see why there's a fear about it. like there's a i fear. understand the fear but i just there's nothing that i've seen so far where i'm like they're going to be able to do this there, there's no- they couldn't get the easter egg hunt together they're not gonna be able to, they're not gonna be able to cover this up you're, you're not threatened threatened by the competence of someone hiding in the bushes because he doesn't doesn't know what's going on basically no right exactly <laughs> like right like see that shit and be like oh well they're not gonna be able to do it. plus you know all the people that look at trump and they look at his character and they go he's a scumbag and he's a con man and all this stuff then think about who a scumbag con man would surround himself with then set the boat on fire what are those people surrounding the scumbag combat going to do they're going to fucking jump ship and themselves Flynn. yeah they're all going to talk so just wait well and so, and so the other option is that this is really the the snowball the ball is going to roll downhill and it's going to start collecting steam now and i'm curious yeah. to see if this happens and you look at i mean the fbi is full of people who are all about doing finding the truth like yeah the director at the top even if you appoint giuliani some scumbag who is going to be all in trump's asshole right then hopefully these other FBI agents. I mean, I, I I highly resent the fact that you said I was going to be a Trump asshole. I mean, I, I, I you're going to be on his dick. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> Rudolph, Rudolph the vampire Giuliani. I got to work on the Giuliani. Right? I have a question. It's for who? Uh, for anyone? <laughs> for you, Chris? I just, I'm just Chris. jumbled up. Okay, Chris, can you just ask me, please? Yes, for Chris. Yeah. Um, what would happen if they just said, guys, well? investigating this Russia thing and whoever comes to us gets full immunity and just see if anybody just bites at it. Well, here's the thing. They could do something like that. The bigger picture is they don't have to do that because Flynn was like, I need immunity. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Bring the documents anyway. Like, yeah. They don't need to offer immunity <laughs> I, I, to anybody. And that was a confirmed grand jury out on Mike Flynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, the, the, that's, that's also part of my point though. It's like, let the process play out. We pretend 
And Congress cedes a lot of their power most of the time, but they have power. These select committees and all this stuff. So give, give them time. They but, will do it. But so the, like, the ultimate reason I'm upset about Comey being fired is because he was the process was playing out, and he was starting indict, starting grand juries, and he was working with these U.S. US attorneys. Yep. And this is, an, a, this is just a process to try to impede what he was doing. It is. So, right. yes, he's done a lot of wrong things that were wrong. He's fucked up in many ways. But this is just a clear attempt to impede the progress of the investigation. It is. Right. So now let's just hope that the, FB, the good people of the FBI who actually care about the truth give that shit to Assange. Absolutely I, right. Shit's going to hit so, the fan. So, Assange oh said it before the election. He was like, remember, if Trump is this anti-government, if he's that terrible, people will leak yeah well, that's all he said it and now maybe we'll see that be the and, case. and i know i questioned assange's uh motives at some point at some time yeah now you're back right <laughs> this is what i'm yeah. saying like i'm prove yourself to me right now this assange. is what i talked about like yeah, it just fun show. it fluctuates because he's not really on his side he's just like if i get documents and they're worth it they're going out yeah so that's it uh also he's been very active on twitter lately i love it he's like trolling the shit out of people it's fun oh he's trolling yeah uh, anyway, you know, the other sad thing, this is just a final, put a little bow on it. Comey was the sexiest FBI director of all time, so. What do you have against Hoover? Well, he's, you know, a little J- frumpy, but. Mr. Uh, J. Edgar doesn't do it for you? No. No, I'm a Comey man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I want to move on here. We've got a Jordan Edwards update. Uh, Roy Oliver, who is the police officer who shot and killed 15-year-old unarmed black teenager Jordan Edwards has been charged with murder. Jordan Edwards is the youngest of 339 people killed by police thus far in 2017. We talked about this last week um, in regards to the Walter Scott shooting and Michael Slager potentially going to prison for the rest of his life. I felt at the time that that was handled correctly. They fired him. They charged him. And you saw relative... um, piece there there wasn't the same type of unrest you saw in places like ferguson and and, Mm -hmm. you know across the country and i think this is the correct thing to do here in in uh dallas i believe right so good i'm glad the guy was charged with murder it's obviously a fucking reckless act and in my opinion he's guilty of what he's accused of um we will see how it plays out but you know there's not much more to do than this they fired him and they charged him with murder so let's see where it goes but i think that's correct um, I think there's, I think it's a fantastic move that they charged them this early. And I just wanted to share a quote that really hit home with me. Okay. Jordan James, he's a 20 year old student from the area. As an African, African American male, I feel like that could have been one of my little brothers, my little cousin, and it hits home for me. As I read the details about a little kid getting shot in the head with a rifle. Absolutely. You know, it's you said that, and it reminded me of my trip to the uh, the museum, the African American History Museum. You get to the end, we have an Obama, you know, area. And one of the clips that they're playing is like part of the, a thing that was a big moment in Obama's presidency was when he with Trayvon Martin, when he said that, you know, my son could have looked like Trayvon or whatever mm-hmm. the exact quote was. And, you know, people, you know, some people got annoyed about that, but that was, a, that was a huge moment and that was correct. Um, and that's, you know, the, he's right. Yeah. You know, it's like this could happen to any black kid in America. That's the reality of the situation because it's happening at a much more alarming, uh, rate than it's happening to anybody else. 
And we keep seeing the pattern develop over and over again. So that's a, an apropos quote. Also, the, this, case, this case is a little strange to me because you have a veteran cop of six years that you would have assumed would have been, you know, doesn't need any more training. So now the question becomes, why was the gun drawn at a kid, a few kids having a few drinks? Well, they, I mean, it's a little okay, bit more maybe a little bit more than that. that I mean, but... this party got out of control. They heard gunshots in the area. But not excusing what he did. And right, maybe it's not a... Well, here's the other thing. The guy was an Iraq war veteran. He's been on the force for a long time. Maybe he has some kind of instability that they they, Mm -hmm. they didn't understand. Or maybe he's a racist. Or maybe he's reckless. Or whatever. We're going to find... All that shit's going to come out. Or maybe he made the worst mistake he's ever going to make. Well, he certainly did. Whether... What the justification for that mistake But I'm just saying, maybe it was completely innocent other than... Oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, and it was just a, 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 a poor gut decision that he made. We're going to find out. Well, but, that, that's, you know. that's the discussion of murder or manslaughter. Yeah. Either way, he killed someone that should not have died. Absolutely. And I think that's been recognized by everybody there and the and, police and, you know, and it's, it's the right it's thing. Good to, it's just good to see now that we can finally at least admit in the obvious cases, yeah, this is pretty cut and dry that he fucked up. Yeah. It's, we, like, this is... Oh, yeah. There, there's still cases where police are protecting their own. But this is an obvious one. Don't protect him if they don't deserve protection. Absolutely. So, um, all right. I wanted to get on to this. So I've been saving a few things over the last couple of weeks just to, because I'll, I'll do that. I'll see an article and I'll go, interesting, not, it's sort of an evergreen thing. We can get into it in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then as I go, I keep it in mind and I, I bookmark some other stuff. So I wanted to talk about anti-protest laws. There's been, it feels like there's been a rise in the, the attempt to pass these anti-protest laws. There's a lot of bills Across the country that have been coming out. Yeah. Do you know why? Because certain people are making noise. And when noise is being made, we can't have that happen because it gives people ideas. Yeah. You're saying Black Lives Matter has become yes. more prominent. And even, you know, Women's March, this, that, Climate March. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more protest going on in this country. And so, of course, um, law and order conservatives are pissed off about that. And so they're trying to do something about it. Minnesota State Congressman Nick Zerwas has written two bills to keep protesters in check. And I saw this originally on Vice News. Mm-hmm. Clip's probably online, um, but you can, you know, you can look it up. He effectively, one of the bills, effectively bans demonstrators uh, demonstrations on highways and at airports. Oh, weird. Why, why all of a sudden airports? Are we trying to keep people? Oh, the travel ban? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, uh, the state could sue anyone that attended a protest that was deemed illegal after the fact, which is such a chilling effect. Isn't that the point of the Constitution where you can go and protest? Yep, peace, peacefully assemble. You're yeah, peacefully assemble, yes. right? Okay. Uh, he's also trying to raise the fines to $3,000 and up to a year in jail for some of these offenses. Protesting, which is the most constitutional thing you can do in this country, which is what the country literally was created out of, protest. Uh, yeah, let's just try to... We'll try to put the kibosh on it. Here's a quote from Nick Zerwas. If you close down the free... I assume that Nick Zerwas is a wacky idiot. If you close down the freeway, that is not protected First Amendment rights. That is an illegal activity. You've drawn in uh, extra resources and you deserve to go to jail. Cut and dry. No, dumbass. That's not how it fucking works. You saw the video of his actual voice, right? 
No. He's a weird sounding motherfucker. Oh, I must have seen it when I watched I mean, Vice originally. It's, well, it's a lot raspier, though. It's, it's much raspier. And, oh. It's, it's kind of like that, but but much fainter and raspier. He's a cr- Oh, yes, I do remember. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, if you close down the freeway, yep. that is not protected First <laughs> Amendment rights. That is an illegal activity. You have drawn an extra resource and you deserve to go to jail. Cut and dry. That's right. Now I remember yeah. watching it. Yeah. And I, cause I remember thinking what happened to this kid? He seems like he's had issues in his life. So now he's just pissed off at everybody else. Uh, I got another quote here from representative. T- what? Well, my question is, is I, I kind of like it how they said it for like $3,000 knowing that people that protest wouldn't have that type of, uh, most people money. forget. Yeah. Most people don't have just three grand and sitting around pay for a fine right? that will financially destroy them. Yeah. But that's the chilling effect. That's the point. So it's like, well, listen, if you want to protest, you better be willing to go bankrupt. <laughs> Those in power do everything they can to keep people from taking that power from them. Right. Well, and this son of a bitch, it's like, he's got the, a modicum of power. Yeah. He's he just, just doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah. A state legislator will never make it to the top, make it to the top level. Probably. No. But, Mr. Trump, if you have people that are paid protesters, where the hell are they going to get $3,000? Probably from George Soros, Joey, if I had to guess. Right? Liberal. Yeah. Uh, Representative Tony Cornish, who's a Republican. Everybody that we're going to talk about is a Republican. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Cities and counties are forced to waste their tax dollars, and not only to protect, uh, not only to protect property and remove and transport these lawbreakers, but to clean up the damage they create. Yeah. Yep. That's a protest sometimes, mm-hmm. sure. Well, so I'm not for bra- you know ruining property, and of course not. You should be peaceful, and and that's it. But it's part of it. You see, I take issue with that because these protesters are the taxpayers. Of course, these are the pe- they're protesting the fact that you aren't using their tax dollars effectively. This is right. that's the point of, of demonstration. You aren't doing what I want you to do. You are a public servant. You are supposed to serve me. Therefore, I'm allowed to demonstrate. Don't try to make that illegal. Absolutely, of course. That is the entire point of this. All right, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Chris. Ask me, Chris, a tough question. <laughs> you have a real personality. I'm so yeah, no, it's, it's, you have no idea it's, that the ridiculous... It's tough for you today. Trump and Spicer are talking <laughs> in my head right now. Um, so do you remember like a couple years ago when uh, Christie shut down the, uh, the bridge mm-hmm. and somebody died and they wanted to charge him with... Uh, you know, manslaughter yeah, whatever, or whatever right. maybe. Yeah. What would happen if you have a bunch of protesters happen to sh- shut down a highway and someone who needed medical attention did not receive it due to the protest? I'm sure it has happened. Tough shit? Yeah. Yes. That's just the but, price of progress. Well, they're allowed to do it. That's the thing. Like, you're allowed to p- peacefully protest in this country. You're allowed to assemble. You have, you have that right. So, yeah. I, I mean... That's callous, sure, but it would suck if it was me, right? If I was in there and I was like, fuck, we should have taken grand instead of <laughs> it is what it is. But you know, like, it's a pro- yeah. they're allowed to protest. What, what are you gonna do? And also, this is sort of targeted at um, the why can't I think of it? Dakota Access people, you know, there's been a lot of these yeah. protests where uh, I'm gonna get to that in a second as well. Um, or maybe I didn't include it, but they're also trying to make that illegal as well, where. You know, if you go near corporate property, oh, you know, and accidentally break, you can go to jail for a year. So they're really trying to stiffen the penalties for exercising a right that you have in this country. And again, a right is a right. It's not a privilege. It's not. A, it is a right. It can. It is ironclad. You cannot undo it. It is what it is. It's the basis of this country. It's right. the First Amendment. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, 
yeah, it sucks if one person dies, but if you're trying to make a greater change for the better for the better of all of society, then it sounds callous, but there are some pe- some people who are going to lose out. Right. Uh, Governor Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon, who's a Republican, is trying to get an anti-protest law passed. This is from an article by Aileen Brown from The Intercept. It's called headline, Oklahoma governor signs anti-protest law imposing huge fines on, quote, conspirator organizations. Under the newly signed trespassing law, individuals will face a felony. Oh, here we go. This is what I was talking about. Under the new newly signed trespassing law, individuals will face a felony and a, and a minimum $10,000 fine Jesus if a court Christ. determines they entered property intending to damage, vandalize, deface, impede or inhibit operations of the facility. Well, impede or inhibit operations of the facility is exactly what a protest is supposed to do. Yes. Right. Where like mm-hmm. people are up in the, you know, the Pacific Northwest and they're going to cut down a forest. They chain themselves to the tree. That's now punishable by a $10,000. Like, no, th- that's part of what a protest is. That is literally what is a sit in. I'm op- that's the point. I'm optimistic that these laws will not hold up in court. I'm ho- I'm hopeful that they won't Hopefully, hold up in court, but, but it's the, still the they, push is the problem. Yeah, it's right? still these people who are trying to. It's people entrenched in power and money that are trying to keep their power and money. And I mean, I read like in one of the art- articles, they said, "Oh, even just spray painting on a, on like a pipeline would be considered right. punishable for what ten thousand dollars." Right. So you're saying. Spray painting and writing an actual message is not free speech, but money is free speech. Of course. Well, this is, but this is who we're being run by. But that's that's why I bring this stuff up. It's like pay attention to it all in the abstract. It's like it sounds like a you know you can make bullshit arguments. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's stop it. Citizen United's not that big a deal. Whatever. But it's the pervading mindset that you see it now on lower levels, and you go, well, look at this. All these people that dress themselves up in the flag don't fundamentally understand what that flag represents. They don't want you to be able to burn the flag, which is free speech, but you know, they'll, they'll have a bit of your spray paint. Well, exactly. Right. Well, so did you, do you uh, read recently about the person who was found guilty for laughing at Jeff Sessions during his, uh, confirmation hearing? You know, I saw a headline and I just refused to click on it well, because I can't imagine that's exactly true. It is true. And, uh, this woman faced Look up- it up. This woman, <laughs> faced, this woman faced up to year, a year in prison. What? That's all she did. What happened? Tell she, she was she was removed for because she was a protester in the in the courtroom, and or in the chamber, and she laughed. She laughed loudly. There that was were, the only thing she did. Yes, the whole day. I Look, mean, I, find me on the Guardian. Let me see it. Uh, okay, let me finish reading this because this gets crazy. Should the trespasser actually succeed in quote tampering with the infrastructure, which could be anything? I mean, it's quote mm-hmm. tampering; it could be anything. They face a hundred thousand dollar fine or ten years of imprisonment. So, okay, so they're gonna just start arresting. So, everybody. if you go to Dakota Access and you go by a pipeline and say you spray paint a sad face on it, that's ten thousand. That's ten. Years. You could go to jail for ten years for that for tampering with equipment. And then when you get out, you have a hundred thousand dollar fine. Or $100,000 nah, or 10 years. Well, I would just take the 10 years. <laughs> uh, significantly, the statute also implicates any organization, quote, found to be a conspirator with the trespasser, threatening collaborator groups with ten with, with a fine 10 times that imposed on the intruder, as much as a million dollars in cases involving damage. That could be independent journalists. That could be documentarians. So, listen, know? all they're saying is... That could be fucking Shailene Woodley. Do we really, in this country... Want to put our finest star in jail? I just want you to know that they want you to know not only that you can't go spray paint that smiley face, but anyone who's going to fucking help you, that's 10 times worse for them. 
Well, again, it can, by be, it can all be decided retroactively too. So she was oh. she was convicted for this is from the Guardian, uh, Independent. I, all right, I was on short right. notice here. All Come right. on, all give right. me a break. Right. But she was convicted for disorderly conduct and uh, and disruptive conduct, and for parading and dem- or demonstrating on Capitol grounds. Is okay. That sounds like a trumped up charge to me. Maybe is she? And, but has she been found guilty of any of this stuff? Yeah, she's been she's been convicted of both counts, and she was. I mean, her crime was. Laughing. What is her name? Uh, do, 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 do. Where is it? Um, We're gonna do this all on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Desiree Ferru, F A I R O O Z. Desiree. It looks like that's what it is. Yeah. She was arrested after she left out let out a laugh during the confirmation hearing of the Alabama Senate. How do you spell her goddamn name? Desiree D E D E S I R E E Feru F A I R O O Z. You don't know you don't know how to spell you don't know how to spell that name. It's a wild name. Here we go. It's a last name, which is like that's a family name. That's she's a code pink activist. Yeah, she is an act like so she's an activist. Right, but so the code, code, I find Code Pink annoying. Here we go. What's Code Pink? I'm Another sorry. protester escorted out of Sessions hearing. Her original offense appeared to be simply laughing. Here, let's see. Well, let's play it. We have the video right here. There's a fucking commercial. I'm going to be pissed. Oh, how dare you, Mozilla? It crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it. Code Pink anyway? Code Pink is like a. I mean, a radical like feminist protest group. I guess not uh, radical to the. You know, so it's. A f- I thought it was a Mountain Dew flavor. Oh. That's called rad. Boo. <laughs> um, I like that one. Hold on, let me. It's my favorite soda. Let's try to play it. Let's see. Madam Doom, I'm looking for a contract. Don't, don't crash, you fuck. Oh, now they're just grabbing her. Oh, she's dressed like a real moron too. It's really hard for me to want to defend this woman, but I have to. She has the right to protest, but she's wearing a stupid pink crown. She looks like a lunatic. Um, I don't know. Her disruptive behavior included yelling that Senator Sessions, quote, voting record was evil, waving a sign that read support civil rights, stop Sessions. Farouz laughed out loud twice at this claim, and according to the charges filed by the prosecutor, grew loud and more disruptive. Yeah, she probably did. Do I think she should get, like, arrested and charged with any stuff? Probably yeah. not. If, but... she, if she's being disruptive, remove her from the chamber. You don't, I don't think someone should ever be charged and sentenced to a year in prison for protest. Is she going to jail for a year? She's Okay, she hasn't been sentenced yet, but she's eligible. For each count, she faces up to six months in prison. It's up to the court right, now whether well, she goes to prison. This is now you're going to stay on top of this. We're going to follow this case very closely. I want to know what happens. <laughs> a spokesperson for the jury that convicted for, uh we're saying Farouz, right, who spoke to the Huffington Post on condition of anonymity said she did not get convicted for laughing. It was her actions as she was being asked to leave, which... Probably I don't if agree they ask with that you to leave, either. You kind of have to leave, I guess. It's, it's still sure. criminalizing a protest. Is it though? She was allowed to. Pro- I don't know. We're gonna stay on top of it. If she's in the chamber, she's there. She's protesting. She's doing her thing. Then they're like, "All right, stop yelling out. You can have your sign or whatever." And she keeps doing it. You have a crown. Man. She has. They have the right then to Isn't get rid crown of enough? To throw her out. Of there, I mean, I think. You, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You have a bailiff or a capital. Right, but then if they go to throw around, she's kicking them or being a pain in the ass. You know, she's hateable. That's the other aspect. She's hateable, man. I'll tell you that. But you have the right constitutional right to be a douchebag in this country. I agree. Absolutely. All right. This is you're on this now. Like white on rice This is your thing. And everything's going to happen next week. And there's not going to be an episode. You you bookmark it. That's fine. (laughs) Um, Let's get back to this. I want to talk about these anti-protest laws. Sorry for derailing. No, no, no. Don't worry about that's fine. Um, We got through the Mary Fallon one. Now that. Oh, no, no, no. We didn't. Here we go. A section of the law 
defining, quote, critical infrastructure includes various types of fossil fuel facilities. Oklahoma is the center of the oil and gas industry and home of the self-styled pipeline crossroads of the world in Cushing. So, okay, so you can see why some of this stuff is being put into place. North Carolina, Carolina. go on and raise up, wants to make it okay for drivers to hit protesters blocking roads. Okay. As long as they exercise... That's a timeout. As long as they exercise <laughs> due care... It's fine. You're supposed you're supposed to be in total control of the car at all times. Yes. How does hitting a protest mean you're in total control of the car the, at all times? They're in the goddamn way, and if I exercise due care, I might bump you with my car. <laughs> Legalized vehicular manslaughter now. <laughs> Proposed bill: A person driving an automobile who is exercising due care and injures another person who is participating in a protest or demonstration and is blocking traffic in a public right of way is immune from civil liability for the injury. A person shall not be immune from civil liability if the actions leading to the injury were willful or wanton. So it's like air quotes accidentally hitting somebody, you know, but well, you're kind of allowed to do it. So it says <laughs> civil liability is that the same as criminal like so you can't be sued. I mean, you can't be sued, but can you still be tried right. criminally? No, you yeah, can't yeah. be tried criminally, but you could be sued. No, it'd be the other way around. No, it's the other way around. If, yeah. if you're immune from civil liability, then this person oh. can't sue you for hitting them. No, it says a person shall not be immune from civil liability. Okay. If the actions okay, leading so you, to so you, so you can, can be, be sued, sued. In like, by Judge Judy, you know? Representative Justin Burr, Republican, I became concerned for drivers after watching the recent protests, which turned into riots in Charlotte and other cities. In a number of cases, the protests turned uh, riots... Res- resulted in violence and the terrorizing of unsuspecting motorists, their passengers and property. I strongly believe North Carolina should protect law abiding drivers from facing civil liability. If a protester is injured while attempting to illegally block traffic or a public highway or interstate, Ugh. all these fuck, these people complain about the nanny state and this and that. And every sentence is like, I became concerned. I was worried about. I was this. We need to protect. Really? I thought people were supposed to be just responsible for their own thing. It's supposed to be like the wild fucking West out there if these people had their way. But won't anyone think about the children? Yeah, it's always this like nan- nanny Children should state. be at school, not Who's protest the nanny time. state? Do you think Code Pink Lady has kids? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> she does Pink not. Lady. She's not taking care of anybody other than herself and Sessions. I hate that woman, but I defend her right to protest. She's exactly. Fine. Yeah. Um. All right. The final thoughts on this anti-protest stuff. I. I mean, it's just top down, man. It's it, just it's allow again. It's it, allowing like law and order corporations, kind of like political. It's a silencing speech, prioritizing money speech over others. Like it, that's the issue, man. That's what we're facing. It's inherently anti-democratic and. hundred percent. And uh, the point of a, a working democracy has we'll still have protests, but we'll have fewer protests because. There's people. People are less. There's fewer discontent people. I mean, that's a sign of a working government. You have so much protest right now because there are a lot of discontent people. Sure. So yeah. maybe instead of trying to outlaw the protesting, we should try to address their concerns. Some of it's yeah. a great idea. Right. But but these laws are made by people in power trying to keep power, and that is it's human nature. But it's, we have to fight against that. Yeah, of course. And stop giving them more power. You know, you're fighting against your. It sounds good if you're not on that side. You go. Well, goddamn right, they shouldn't be blocking a road. Yeah, but what if you're out there doing your gun protest mm. and you're blocking the road? Now, do you think you shouldn't be able to do it? You think Clive and Bundy shouldn't be able to do his? Pro- you know, like Clive and Bundy was uh, was not a peaceful protest, though. So that's. But I'm just saying, the, yes. the, you, you, there's two sides to the equation. Yeah. So you you know you're against it in one, but you're fighting against your. Even if you disagree with what they're doing, even if you don't like Occupy Wall Street, you don't like Black Lives Matter. 
you defend their right to do it because if they have you the right to do, to do it, it, you have the right to do it. You the less they have the right to do it, so do you. You're giving more power to people in power. Okay. That's I'll defend the Westboro Baptist Church's Me right too. to protest. Absolutely. They they can be out there holding their signs. Yep. I'm just going to ignore them. Right. Right. I, you have the just ignore these people. God loves fags. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what I mean. Uh, right. But but that's the no. thing, man. They are allowed. They are allowed to do it. It's they're gross. They're dumb. But they are allowed to do it. That is what this country is built on. Gross will, and dumb. I will You're defend to, to, the, to the death your right to say it. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to get into this. Artificial intelligence, facial recognition. We got a little bit of a... We're going to come back to this because we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, got some quotes in the in the email here. The company Taser, which makes tasers. So, they're also like a surveillance and security and whatever company. So, so <laughs> they're I, tase I, you more than one way. I never realized that Taylor Taser had essentially become the Kleenex of stun guns. Like I'd always just oh, thought, sure. Like, it, but it really is the brand that you'd call it. Yeah, right. It's like it's like ordering a Coke. You just mean soda, right? Yeah. Well, Don't uh, tase me, bro. I got it in. Who was? Oh yeah, that kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I thought you were like inviting me to pull out a Taser, which I no, no, no. Matt didn't bring a Taser. Day. Yeah. Taser, <laughs> by the way, is now known as Axon. They changed the name of the company to Axon. Why so would I don't you know do if that? Tasers are going to be called Axons now, but that sounds cooler. <laughs> so uh, they won't give up their uh, their <laughs> the brand name. Yeah, I think they need to keep that. Uh, Rick Smith, who's the Taser Axon CEO, he says we've got all this law enforcement information with these videos, which is one of the richest treasure troves you can imagine for machine learning. Uh oh. Imagine having one person in your agency who would watch every single one of your videos oh. and remember everything they saw and then be able to process that and give you insight into what crimes you could solve, what problems you could deal with. Now, it's obviously a little further out, but based on what we're seeing in the artificial intelligence space, that could be within five to seven years. So this guy's basically saying the guy that fucking runs Taser mm-hmm. is like, listen, we have all this information and we're going to make the computers study it and then we can stop you before you commit crimes. Wouldn't that be great? No, that's not going to be great. I think they made a movie on that. Yeah, well, here's... Okay, so Ron Kirk, who's a West Virginia Intelligence Fusion Center director, says, everyone refers to Minority Report oh, and how they use facial recognition and iris recognition. I actually think that is the way of the future. Oh, that's not good. I hate when people like confer- where we're like, well, that's silly. And they're like, no, that's literally what we're going to do. It's <laughs> exactly right. Uh, George... Post, who's an Arizona State University scientist, has this to say. While artificially intelligent policing has yet to realize the fully futuristic dimension of RoboCop, where you essentially have someone wearing an exoskeleton linked to an advanced artificial intelligence capabilities, or the Tom Cruise Minority Report level of cognitive prediction, patterns of individual behavior will become increasingly informative in revealing the probability that an individual will act in a particular fashion interesting it's no good i don't like this predictive shit so you but then again it but then again is that wrong because maybe it's maybe it's correct maybe the computers can see patterns our our government is built on the fact that you're innocent until proven guilty and that really jeopardizes that totally that's really at the heart of it exactly right because even if the thing is able to figure out that you like with a hundred percent accuracy, basically or ninety percent accuracy, whatever. That that if you do this thing, you're probably going to do this next thing. Still doesn't matter because you haven't been tried. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. Now you make the protests illegal, so now you have these cop bots going around, and they can tell when you're going to go protest. So they can arrest you 
before you protest, charge you with you were going to go protest, and now you have no one speaking out about anything because you're fucking sitting in jail because they had all this metadata and knew you were going to go fucking protest to shut down that uh, the highway. Well, a bigger picture, according to the Snowden leaks, even if you didn't do anything, you get arrested. Now they can go through your file. And they can find something. They can find something retroactively. They're collecting everything all the time. Yeah, it's a fucking crazy situation. And the problem is, look at who's in charge. Not even just Trump, but just generally. Like, look at the incompetence that is in. They're not paying attention to this shit. Trump's using a. Hillary's using a fucking Blackberry. Yep. Trump's using a a Galaxy 7. (laughs) Feinstein's 90 years old. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. Spices in the bushes. Do you think I'm super familiar with all this? No, you're not, Senator McCain. I know you're not. You're busy hanging out with Lindsey Graham. Well, it's it's not it's not the people that are going to it's not the actual civil servants that are the ones you worry about having this information. It's the Joseph McCarthy's that come along. It is always going to be those Joseph McCarthy's. Yeah, the 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 nannies, the nannies, the ones that want to take care of you. There's going to be people who seek power for the sake of power. There are honestly the I'd rather the people that seek power for the sake of power than people that truly believe that they should be in power. Like there's people like people like uh, Pompeo he, or I mean, even Trump to an extent or Pence, whatever, like people that cruise guys that are like religious nuts. They think they have to be there. The Bannons. I'd rather just a so like Hillary is a fucking she just wants power. You, you, you'd rather I'd rather a, that you'd rather a, a smart, shrewd, e- probably evil, but. But whatever. Ultimately, right. they know the, they understand how power is maintained, and that you do have to give a certain give a certain amount back. Yeah, to the public more, to maintain more, power. more than somebody that's fucking righteous and thinks that they have like a gift from God to do it. Yeah, that scares the shit out of me. But those are the people you worry about with shit like this. Uh, Corey Doctorow, remember we brought him up a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. He wrote an article on Boing Boing. Which is the side I like to go to. Boing, it's a good boing. side. Boing, boing, boing. boing, boing. Uh, the article's called, Company says facial features reveal terrorists and pedophiles 80% of the time. <laughs> a company called Faceception uses 15 secret facial classifiers to accuse subjects of terrorism and pedophilia with 80% accuracy. This is a quote from the article. Faceception recently showed off its technology at a poker tournament organized by a startup that shares investors with Faceception. Gilboa, who's one of the people they were talking to, said that Faceception predicted before the tournament that four players out of the 50 amateurs would be the best. When the dust settled, two of those four were among the event's three finalists. So just based on looks alone with no information. Expressions. Expressions. To make its prediction, Faceception analyzed photos of the 50 players against a Faceception database of professional poker players. Huh. Uh oh, that actually is really cool and also terrifying. Terrifying. Did they have glasses on? Well, it takes the fun out of sports, even potentially. It takes the fun out of everything. Prediction, I mean, because that's the fun. That's why we watch things like that. Yeah. Boxing. Why we gamble. Why we do all this shit because you don't know the outcome. But these sons of bitches can be like, oh well, Conor McGregor's gonna win. Well, it's, it's not. It's not gonna be. 100%. <laughs> they can just do eighty percent. They can ruin it eighty percent of the time. You, you can figure out who's gonna be. Like you can figure out. Okay, of this country, who's gonna be a good athlete? And right. then they're already distilled into the NHL or the NFL. I mean, you could look. Yeah, uh, but what about people that are like the under? What about the Doug Fluties? Are you yeah. gonna be able to tell? Maybe you wouldn't know. I the mean, Matt Zuccarellos of the world, the small guys, the, the, Tom, the Tom Brady's, the guys who are drafted out, drafted so late, but right. end up being the greatest of all time. For well, them. who had to go through a lot of uh, mental coaching, Tom Brady. He had a yeah. lot of issues. Um, okay, so that's interesting shit. Now listen to this. This is Jack Ma. He created, uh, he's the founder of Alibaba, which is like the lar- world's largest retailer. It's bigger than Amazon, I believe. Huge, right? yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, bigger China. than Amazon, eBay combined. It's, I the, mean, it's the Chinese version. Yeah. And they have- oh, Christ. That must be huge. He says, artificial intelligence... <laughs> 
the thought crossed my mind to do it with an accent, but I didn't. Artificial intelligence and other te- <laughs> artificial intelligence and other technologies will cause people quote more pain than happiness over the next three decades. Machines heed these words. Machines should only do what humans cannot. Only in this way can we have the opportunities to keep machines as working partners with humans rather than as replacements. 30 years later, the Time Magazine cover for the best CEO of the year very likely will be a robot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, the whole point of a machine is to replace the labor force so you don't have to pay human beings to work. You just buy the machine and then you profit off of that. Well, that's how yeah, but he's saying up. he's saying not a good idea. Yeah, I know that's what he's saying, yeah. and I applaud him for saying that. Uh-huh. But that's not what's happening. Well, no, of course not. Well, I think this is part of, of a, not. I think this is part of a much larger debate, really, because we're in an economic shift that, where there we are going to lose a lot of jobs, and what's going to happen? And I think ultimately, not when I bring back coal country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, but then the robots will go and take and t- get the coal mining jobs. Yeah. How, how do you answer that, Trump? I don't believe in robots, so quite simply, <laughs> very simple. Haven't ever seen one. Good try, Matt. <laughs> uh, I want to see this. So I watched this documentary a long time ago called Building Gods. Uh, it's on. Yeah, it's still there. You can go. Oh, damn it. Is it? Nope, it's gone. Well, if you could try to find it, it was on topdocumentaryfilms.com. It was this mm-hmm. called Building Gods. Really interesting about... The argument, you know, it's a bunch of guys that actually like build brains, like artificial intelligence, oh, and then, but also like theoretical philosophers and all this stuff that kind of tried to plan out or think about the potential ramifications of all this. And it's a very interesting documentary, Re- really interesting. Hugo uh, de Garris, I want to say, is the guy that was in it that I found like uh-huh. fascinating. He had this whole scenario about he was saying he was calling people that were anti-technology or were going to be anti-technology like Terrans. Yeah. Like of the earth. And then there was other, he had this whole thing broken down. It was a while ago. I watched it. Um, all right. A- any thoughts about this? I mean, this is going to happen. Like this shit is going to happen. And you got to be really on top of it. And to your point, Matt, you're right. It fucking goes hard against Look. the idea of innocent until proven guilty and a right to privacy and you know so many things the moment that they do take you have that, the right to your private glances now even you know what i mean like should you, be, looks. should you be able to be <laughs> filmed on cctv as you're walking down the street and all these surveillance cameras and all this stuff and getting watched by the mic microwaves like kellyanne conway says should that be that's not real by the way i just want to put that out there um <laughs> although unless it's voice activated and then all it's they could listen if it's voice because it's a microphone by default. The yeah. Internet of Things, but anyway, but th- this stuff is going to happen. Well, I, I think we like Jack Ma's right that we have to try to get compute or get the robots to actually serve us, and I don't think that's going to be ha- that's going to be the way it works. Yeah. It's going to we're in all I can t- say truthfully is I think we're in for a very tumultuous time period in the next thirty years. Look, this is what's going to happen: the one percent that has all the money already is going to go. We want more money. And then they're going to go, we're going to buy and make machines. So the only ones that are going to have access to the robots or the machines is going to be the 1% that are the only ones who can afford it to begin with. Right. You don't want those. You want Rex Tillerson in control of the fucking (laughs) conscious robots? No. So now the question. Because they're going to hate him. Yes. Like, think about how much they're going to fucking hate Trump (laughs) and Tillerson. That's the problem. Like, even if we had a chance to think that we're cute or whatever, you know, this is who we're going to have. Innovation, not regulation. Yeah, great. Yeah. They're gonna love Carly Fiorina. It's gonna be terrific. Well, no apologies. Yeah, fuck off. 
So, so like, what what this keeps bringing up for me is I keep having this debate of... My father was a bartender. They don't care. <laughs> they Stop don't telling care. them that. They don't have to eat or sleep. They don't no. give a shit. Plastic bread bags. You see, growing up, I only had one good pair of shoes. Does not compute. <laughs> Eliminate. <laughs> Exterminate. That's right, right? The, uh, <laughs> Joey? Joey? Yes. Dialects. Yes. Dialects, yeah. Dialects. Doctor Who. But see, here's the thing, though. Uh, what happens when those robots decide that the people that bought them don't deserve to have them? It's Who's my phone. It's my phone. phone. I'm calling? sorry. I don't know. It's probably a scam. It's a scam. Answer it. Why? Just answer it. Okay. Put it on speaker. All right. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Your current electricity bill. Oh no! Oh no! What's up? You are now qualified under a recent bill passed in Congress called what? the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. That was like eight years ago. <laughs> All right, hang on. That's fine. Okay. Um, I was hoping it was a real person. No, 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 never is. Um, you know, you brought up the point before. The means of production. Whoever controls the means of production controls society. Yes, and that's how it's been. Throughout time, when you had and fucking that's how it's vassals and be. kings and serfs and all that shit. And yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. When the 1% and the major corporations control the robots, you know, the, the sentient artificial intelligence, they are controlling the future of the species, you know? It's in their hands. And I don't trust them to do that because profit motive is always a huge factor. And it's probably the biggest problem we have in this country, which we continue to talk about. Yeah. It's going to be a big, big problem. Well, yeah. And that's why I question what is the role of capitalism in the future? And that I think we're in a major changing turning point in history in some respects mm. because if robots are running everything, no one has a job, how can capitalism, how, how can capitalism function? It doesn't. I'm not sure it can. Well, but I don't know what's, yeah. I don't know what's next. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, optimistically, the thing that the United States is great at is television, movies, propaganda. You know, we're good at entertainment. That's what we do. If robots are, t- are tilling the crops, then we can just focus exclusively on that. It's sort of, to me, it's a slowing down of the global economy, if not an outright unwinding of it at a certain point, because you don't really need to be, you know, working with China then at a certain point if they have their own thing going yeah, on. Yeah, if so everybody has everything. But need. it's sort of a slowing down of the global economy. Well, in the past, you've, you've suggested, oh, just put everyone back in the fields and go back to farm, a farming economy, subsistence farming. To an extent, yeah. But I mean, the, as an aspect of that, right, to keep people occupied, sure. I mean, I, it, the problem with uh, your other suggestion of, oh, go Sounds to... like a labor camp, but I don't... <laughs> <laughs> go to Hollywood or something like that. I, you can't have an economy run entirely by creatives. You have to have the consumers of the creative, too. Like, that's... Yeah, some people aren't going to... That's my. That's what I'm saying. So some people saying, are going to be... That's it. You go out, you milk the cows, you go home, you watch fucking Netflix. Like, so, I mean, I, I think... What, what are we going to do? I think ultimately we're in for a paradigm shift that you can't define yourself by work. You can't define yourself oh, by... Agreed. And I think our generation of millennials is the first that's going to have to accept that because we've come into this economy that doesn't have the jobs. Yeah, well, I think I think the millennial generation is often couched as like this lazy, they don't fucking care. Maybe they're not lazy. Maybe they just see that there's no, like, what is the point? Explain to me the point of what you want me to be doing here. You know what I mean? And if you can't answer that question, then maybe they shouldn't be doing anything. So maybe it's, like, it's a totally different It's a question world. of, I, I'm going to toil away so I can't afford to buy a home. It's right. Like, it's, it's right. A, and I think we're the first looking at it as a paradigm shift. The paradigm shift. For sure. Is. 
So there would have to be a whole remodeling of right. everyone's self interest and and the whole idea of possessions. Well, like Matt said, you don't look at your you don't define yourself by what you your job is. Yeah. Well, and Joe, all we've ever known is capitalism. That's been the case since Adam Smith's time. He's it's been since the 1700s. We've been a capitalistic system. Before that, there was stuff before capitalism. There's feudalism. All these different. I think what we're approaching is sort of that shift in an entire economic system. We don't know what's going to be. Socialism. I mean, I think... No. It, it is. It is going to be And that's going to go back to the feudalism. It's going to be it five people with all the money. It will eventually. It's all cyclical. I mean, that's what happens. That is what happens. It goes from, you know, dictators... There, there's, there is like an actual like a wheel that I forget right now, but eventually, yeah, capitalism turns into socialism. Socialism turns back into... Uh, like authoritarianism or whatever. It just keeps going around and around and around. That's what happens. The, the pendulum keeps going, you know? It's the same shit. The more you can't say this, political correctness, the more there's a backlash to that. Yep. The more there's a backlash to that, the more that, the, you know, it just keeps happening. It's just a reaction. Robbed us and be here now. It's the hippies create the cops. The cops create the hippies. The hippies create the cops. They, they, yeah. they must exist. That is the nature of the universe. The nature of the universe is paradoxical. It's a, dy- a dynamic system. Yeah. That's it. They, they literally doesn't exist without each other. There's matter and there's dark matter. They, they, everything is that way. I believe that's a controversial uh, subject. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, what is dark matter? Can you please define that for us? I don't know. We've got Neil deGrasse Tyson coming in for UFC in a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll ask him about it. Can you uh, get him on this podcast? I don't think so. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, all right. Sweet Tommy. Tommy Laren gave her first interview since being let go from the blaze. She talked to Playboy dot com or whatever playboy magazine so here's the thing i don't want to hear her talk i just want to see her oh, so I, I i don't know why she couldn't be a centerfold this is why we weren't able to break that highest and hardest glass ceiling because of racist i wasn't being racist. misogynist i was being misogynist like you joey <laughs> okay thank you Hillary. uh playboy said to tommy laren your work at one american news network in the blaze hasn't focused on beltway politics You've been similar to Bill O'Reilly in the sense that you focus on cultural issues. What for you is the most important cultural battle you're waging? The answer? I think race in America is a huge one. I think that's something that needs to be confronted, certainly. Okay. They go, how are you confronting it? She goes, this is where it becomes a little questionable. She goes, starting a conversation and saying that it's okay that it's okay for white people to talk about those issues as well. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What, Tommy? What? Yeah, Tommy thinks that the way that she, the most important cultural battle she's waging and how she's confronting this is by allowing white people to speak their mind okay uh for so long it's been those are black issues that white people can't talk about them <laughs> oh what well what Uh-oh. uh okay but if you're calling me a racist and saying white people don't understand you wouldn't white people inherently have to be part of the conversation i do get what she's saying but it's like is that really the biggest issue that we need to be confronting well, that white people don't get to talk well the, the point is it should be a conversation and before you should talk you should listen I get, That's yeah. what it is. They yeah. should li- you should listen to their perspective, and then you can talk. Right. Uh, I actually had a conversation with Charlotte. She name drops Charlemagne the God, but then doesn't say what they talked about. But she goes, <laughs> I actually had a conversation with Charlemagne the God about this, that there are white people who are afraid to talk about race because they don't want to be labeled a racist. So they don't want to talk about these issues. Yeah, because maybe the shit they're saying is racist. I talk about race issues all the time. Mm-hmm. We I, talk about them all the time. I talk about Nobody them. calls me a racist. Do you know why? I'm not a racist. That's why. Maybe if you start saying racist shit, <laughs> you're racist. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the that's the issue. Um, Tone and context. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, when you start being like, "Well, the fucking blacks, they do this." It's like, "Well, yeah, that's racist." <laughs> what you're saying? What are you crazy? 
Uh, they don't even want to talk to black people. Well, there you go. <laughs> they don't even want to talk to black people because they're so afraid they'll slip up and be offensive. I mean, that's silly. So is she inherently calling all white people racists? She's just saying that the blacks are too damn sensitive and <laughs> these poor white people who've been just been put down for centuries, <laughs> centuries. just can't, can't, they're so scared. Joey, I think she's more trying to call uh, black people racist for not allowing white people in the conversation. Right. That, mm. That's more what she's trying to well, say. Well, no, they'll allow them in, but the second they slip up, oh, you're going to catch a beating. Uh, so think about what you're saying, don't slip up. Right. Which is a huge problem. We're segregating ourselves. <laughs> oh my we're God. segregating ourselves because we're afraid we're going to offend each other. Broadly, I agree with what she's saying. Like I understand that point. We've talked about that where it's like the super shutdown speech people. It's like, okay, you're jumping down people's throats. You're not allowing conversation to happen. Sometimes there's going to be some awkward moments, mm-hmm. some uncomfortable moments. But you got to get through that to be able to have a real conversation. But... I mean, is the main problem that white people aren't allowed to talk? I mean, because they're afraid they're going to be racist. Yeah, maybe they're being racist. The, the, main, the main reason is people have to listen more. Just listen. Yeah, well, and it happens. You know what I mean? It's a, there's probably instances where, yeah, white people are shushed or whatever, like talk down. Okay, but that happens in every situation. That, that can happen to anybody. So, so can, can I say that every group of people, no matter your race, color, or whatever, there are assholes in every group. Oh yeah, there's no shortage of assholes. No, for sure. But there's also a lot of people saying truth. Yeah. Speaking of one, Ben Carson, sweet Ben Carson, I'm going to call him. He, uh, there's a quote from his Slate article. Henry Graber wrote an article called Ben Carson thinks public housing should be less comfortable. America already made this mistake once from for like 50 years. They did this. Oh, God. Compassion. Mr. This is a quote from the article. Compassion. Mr. Carson explained in an interview means not giving people, quote, a comfortable setting that would make somebody want to stay. I'll just stay here. They will take care of me. It's such a fundamentally. Dumb. Um callous way especially for a guy who has a picture of himself with jesus painted in his house Mm -hmm. that's a real thing somebody that apparently considers himself a christian whatever to be like well listen the best thing we can do for poor people is make them really uncomfortable so they leave so they work harder to get out of there it's a fundamental lack of understanding about how poverty works about how uh some people just have limits that they're not going to be able to get out of the situation that they're in. They might never, even despite how hard they try, whatever circumstance, they might never get out. So why would you treat them worse than necessary? It's such a, it's the idea of like because Chris spanking kids. It's like it doesn't work because the poor people are taking resources away from everybody else. Right. It's just it's this idea that we have to punish people for being poor so they'll have the motivation to have to have live a better life instead of right. giving them the support system to improve their lives. Yes, and then allow allowing them to actually like they want to have a better. Everyone wants a better life. Yeah, of course. Everyone well, wants wishes they were rich. Well, but well, I don't even know about that. Well, but, everyone, right, but people would like yeah, but people want to be secure. Right, that's what people want yeah. generally. There are definitely people that want. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do if my toilet wasn't gold, but. A lot of people don't need that level. You know, Obama said it mm-hmm. where he was like, they want you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. What if you don't have boots? No. Right. <laughs> Correct. That's the issue. Well, right. The whole term pulling your, yourself up by your bootstraps is a ridiculous term. It's you can't actually do it. You're trying to lift yourself up in the air by your pulling. It's, it, it was originally like more of a satirical. I think you could sin. do it. It's, 
You're lifting your own self up. All right, up. so next week I want an update on Farouz, and I want you to bring in Boots, <laughs> boots. and you're going to pull yourself up. Also, Ben Carson is... You know, he knows nothing about actual housing and urban development. Uh, well, Do we're not. Even, we don't even have to get into that. Yeah, but, but this like, is why he's on a housing and urban development but, but tour. Of course, he's the only black person on the in the cabinet, and he's like that's the post to give him. Just oh, go deal with black people. I'm kind of shocked that Amarosa isn't more out there. What, what you know, be, why isn't she the press secretary? Wouldn't that be great? What became of her? She's there. She's in the White House. Is she? Absolutely. She's one of his advisors, yeah. I didn't realize that she was still sticking oh, around. Oh, absolutely. Him. No, she's still there. Um, I just I don't know what her role is specifically. Do you know what's odd, though? You, you would think that someone of the caliber of a neo-surgeon would be able to get housing right. Well, I mean, they're different things. I mean, yeah, that, I that's like assuming, like, well, he's an architect. He's really smart, so he's probably going to be a great orthopedic surgeon. No, it's just, you know, it's different apples and oranges. He's not trained that way. It's the same thing when they so go, he shouldn't be in well, that position, Trump's, Trump's a billionaire and a businessman, so he must be good at being president. Why? That makes, there's zero correlation, necessarily. He might be good at it. She is the director of communications for the Office of Public uh, Liaison for President Trump. There you go. She works very closely with Trump. Yes. It's good. Good for her, man. She really did great, Amorosa. Mm-hmm. Smart. I, I have nothing against the woman. I, I don't, mean, I don't, I don't particularly know, don't care. Yeah. Trump, I mean, you know, people... Trump's loyal. He's loyal to her. He's loyal to certain people. Yeah. People just don't like who he's loyal to. It's just been so long since I thought about her existence that... Yeah, well, she's around. Yeah. Uh, anytime they mention Carson, they're like, well, and Amorosa, the only other black person in the administration. <laughs> like, they just bring her up. <laughs> um, it, all right. They're, they're tokens. Oh. Oh. They're I mean... <laughs> Well, look, Carson, to Joey's point, Carson's, he, I don't know, though. He's a, it's a fucking neosurgeon. He's the, neuro, neuro. Neurosurgeon. He is the smartest dumb guy of all time, right? I mean, yes. he's great at one particular thing, but then everything else he says, I go, that doesn't make any sense. You well, clearly don't understand what's happening. Well, that's how it works a lot of people. I mean, just because you spent your career devoting your, devote your career to understanding how the brain works does not mean you know a thing about anything else. Yeah, no, for sure. I but mean, like, if you get a PhD in one subject, you specialize to an extreme. You understand that subject perfectly. But outside of that realm, you are no smarter than the average person, unless you actually unless you are actually smarter and, than and, the average person. Like there are that. there are brilliant people who just take the time and actually read and read voraciously. And yes, yeah. they become they are well versed. But a PhD in, or a doctorate does not make you an expert in any other subject. A hundred percent, you're right. But we're getting an individual who's thinking. That by creating an environment that poor people wouldn't want to be in, that's going to help. Put the mic down. You keep fucking with it. That's going to help the situation. Like you want to build a comfortable living environment where people can strive. Well, support. You know, support is a good thing. There, in the article that I was reading, it also points out there are people who are more successful that end up staying where they were. Because their family's there yeah. or they're comfortable there or whatever. It's just where they live. And you're fucking them over <laughs> because you're making the living situation uncomfortable or they're trying to save money or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a cut and dry thing. It's not an issue of motivation. In some cases, sure. In some cases, it is. But you can say that about anybody. Do you think, you know, Scott Disick is the most motivated guy in the world? I don't even know. He's Courtney Kardashian's ex-husband, but oh. he's a super rich guy. How am I supposed he's to know on the that? show. A lot of people are familiar with oh, him. Come yeah. on, Joe. You don't know the Kardashians? Um, not all of them. I know Kanye. Yeah, um, he's not a Kardashian though. He is now, right? If you get married, you you become a Kardashian, isn't that? Uh, yeah, I changed my la- my last name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! 
Uh, but anyway, <laughs> my, my point being, it's like there's people on the other end of the spectrum that, that you know, need to be motivated probably to do something. But w- w- why are we making them less comfortable? They're the opposite. Well, there's people on. There's the same type of people on either end of the spectrum. It's a fucking lottery for the most part. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's a, a lottery. coin flip. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lottery and a coin flip. But you uh, could be in Somalia. But a lot of the housing is going to come down to what jobs are in the market or are yeah, available. It's not as and then where there's less jobs, it's just the whole system. It's not a carrot and a stick situation. It's just not. That, that is not the main reason why people remain in poverty. That is just such <laughs> an oversimplization. It's so silly. Well, and people like to find a simple solution to show these houses. Like, oh, it makes, it makes sense in my head that if you make it more difficult for these people, they'll move out. But that's not actually how it works. And just no, and no, it's just not. And we, you, we used to do it that way. And, and right now, it just yeah. feels like the Republicans are all about not really following the the statistical evidence. But they say, "Oh, like I don't like the way you're using this. It looks like you're having too good." <laughs> right of a now, life. you think they're like that? They always support. I was trying to be kind and yeah, impartial. But, but it, <laughs> it is a fundamental reality of the Republican Party that if it feels good and sounds good, that's what they're going to do. It does not have to be based on any kind of reality. Build a wall. Bomb Afghanistan. It's nothing, but it sounds good. Mr. Trump, question for you. Sure, Joey. Oh, my God. I just woke up from a luxurious nap. Do you remember when uh, you had Joseph and Mary? They were going around on Christmas, and I had to find a place to Joseph and Mary. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh He helped me build Trump Casino in Atlantic City. Probably. He was a builder. Yes. I knew his father. And he didn't have any place to go. Don't you oh, think it's your responsibility? The, are you referring to the biblical Joseph yes. and the biblical Mary? Yes, from the biblical fa- ones. From my second favorite book, the Bible? Yes. Read it cover to cover, right after Art of the Deal. Beautiful. Now, now uh, Mr. Trump, how do you respond to claims yeah, Matt, that you never wrote the check to Joseph Mary? No, Joseph Mary is a hostile liar, and I <laughs> firmly reject that. I mean, maybe if his business wasn't failing, you know. Better wood, Joseph. You need better wood. That's correct. Pressurized lumber, Joey. So as a Christian, aren't you supposed to offer housing? Don't you think that would be a good... No. Well, certainly we are doing that. I mean, is it not housing if it's just a pile of wood? At a premium, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's housing. The the point is, Joey, it's a great question. It's a fair question. I live in luxury, okay, so I don't really have these problems. But you put people in a shack, they're going to try to find their way into a house. You put them in a house, they're going to find their way into a luxury condominium that I'm building in Dubai. Oh, you get it? You understand. I see you're laughing or crying. I can't tell. I'm laughing. Okay, I'm laughing. that's good. <laughs> Laughter's important. You're fired. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, can we fucking please? It's yes, been what? Three weeks in the making. Computers don't understand Icelandic. I've been wanting to talk about it for three Woo. weeks. As English-based voice-activated devices gain popularity... Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Yes. So you said something about the... Who doesn't know about the Kardashians? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I might be... I don't want to get into the whole thing, but I might be moving soon. I might be getting a house. Okay. And so therefore, I'd be recording my podcast out of my house... Because me and Joey are both from New Jersey. Matt, we'll have to figure out how to get you on. You'll call in or something, or you'll just come to New Jersey if you want. But it would give us the opportunity to potentially do some bonus episodes, do some different stuff. And I kind of like the idea of doing a popcast, P-O-P cast, popcast, uh, where we talk about pop culture stuff as well. Maybe bring my wife on, have her join the conversation. 
That could be fun. You're into that, right, Joey? Absolutely. That's a thought I've had. So we'll see as, as I'm always into up. three ways. Ugh, oh, she's not. I went into there. It, and neither am I. <laughs> I uh, feel dirty from that one. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh. As English based voice activated devices gain popularity and prevalence, Iceland's language, a source of Icelandic identity and pride, could die out, according to linguistic experts. Now, here's a quote from Jesus Iricher Rog Valton. Seems like he's a university of Iceland language professor. He says the less useful Icelandic becomes in people's daily life, the closer we as a nation get to the threshold of giving up its use. Asgar Jansson, who's a university of Iceland economics professor says not being able to speak Icelandic to voice activated fridges, interactive robots and similar devices would be yet another lost field. And then former uh, president of Iceland, Vigdis Finnbogdati, I guess, says Icelandic will end in the Latin bin. What are you talking about 300,000 people? It's, it's, you know, languages die all the time. It's okay. Here, I wrote down a couple of things. So Icelandic is descended from Old Norse. Ooh. Yeah. Viking gods. Uh, Iceland's education ministry says it would cost $8.8 million to create an open access database for tech developers to adapt Icelandic as a language option in some of these new technologies. But it doesn't seem I'll like be honest with you. And I, I have some, some Icelandic words that are only because Icelandic is a very specific language. Like here, this word Hunsklapadrifa or something. It literally means Heavy snowfall with large flakes occurring in calm wind. So you didn't They're do very specific words. Any any prep work? Like you you didn't go to Wikipedia. You didn't get the audio files so you could play it. You're just gonna try to say the words. Yeah, it's more fun to try to say the words. Okay. Are you crazy. Um, I just want to say for eight point eight million dollars to keep your cultural identity, that's a drop in the bucket. They should do it, right? Yeah, for that amount of money to keep your cultural identity, if everyone has this naturalistic tone, I that's agree. nothing. I agree. For 300,000 people, what's $8 million? Totally. I completely agree, Joey. Uh, Just here, it. Here's some of the... Right. Do it. Yeah. Fund me. Right. Here's some of the Icelandic <laughs> words. Save our language. That are cute. Glugavjar. Uh, when the weather seems great, when you're looking through a window from inside, but it's actually cold and not so great when you step out without a jacket, it literally means window weather. Hmm. So adorable. Runter, a popular driving route where cars drive slowly round and round, almost bumper to bumper. The verb aurunta is the equivalent of doing a cruise night, like just cruise, like a joyride. I, I really hope some, an Icelandic listener called, writes too. in and just like, you fucking butcher. Good. You're butchering it. That'd be great. <laughs> this one, I, I literally don't even understand what the letters are. <laughs> it's like portaglagal i don't even know the feeling of pleasure derived from seeing someone fail or suffer misfortune the german word schadenfreude which we've all heard of yes is quite transparent meaning harm joy the icelandic word entered the language in the 20th century and its source is the behavior of an old mean-spirited farmer named parar literally it means the joy of parar <laughs> I have a word too. I don't know how to pronounce it, uh-huh. but it means Eskimo brothers. Oh, uh, and Eskimo brothers. I'm doing it. Are boys or girls who have slept with the same person? Right. Yes, I did it. And it's Kuguma Kuvarma. I don't know. K V I O with the squiggly line. O-M. Oh, I'm on that right now. So this oh. literally means abdomen brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? 
That's hilarious. It says it right there. I'm looking at it. Abdomen brother-in-law. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing as I've slept with. The, uh, we too have slept yeah, with Abzaman. the same one. What, what do you think? So, so I, I have never realized how much I want to listen to Joey try to learn Icelandic. Oh, <laughs> oh <Jesus>. God. <laughs> <laughs> of course. If we had any kind of budget, we'd send you. <laughs> Here's another one. Aleg, a synonym for everything you decide to put on the bread. Cheese, jam, You're ham, just making pate, stuff up. whatever. Used in the same way as toppings for pizza in English. That's not a bad. That's a useful word. Right. Listen to this one. This one's adorable. A waist-deep fog that forms during calm nights after a warm and sunny day literally means a fog that sneaks up from the bottom of the valley. It means valley sneak. <laughs> it's so cute. Icelandic is amazing. Nena. The closest word in English would be to bother, but there is no proper equivalent. The word can denote the meaning of being too lazy to do something. I can't be bothered. I don't feel like it. But it is also often used as please. Like, would you please close the door? Like, I'm too lazy to fucking do it. It's just they have these interesting words that would just disappear. Well, I'm assuming it's just because the whole, like, the country is so isolated, they just formed in a bubble, basically. Just, they, oh, took, they, took, they took the Norse language and then just isolated it for a while right. and evolved. Ice-alated? Ah. Iceland-alated? I hate uh, you. <laughs> solar fry? When staff gets an unexpected day or afternoon off to enjoy a particularly sunny and warm day. A reason to celebrate indeed literally means sun vacation. There is no English equivalent because that's never happened yeah, in America. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Where they're like, you know what? It's nice out. Fucking stop making it. Go have some Go fun. Home. Yeah. In France, they call it Tuesday, I think. But. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Petaradast means it will work out okay. But it's often used when things look like they won't work out at all. <laughs> the phrase has been described in Iceland's motto. It can be both an indication of the nation's general lack of enthusiasm for planning ahead properly. <laughs> that's hilarious like, no, no, like, your language ah, is gonna know. die yeah yeah they literally no no yeah we can't be bothered planning ahead uh but also more positively shows a rich appetite for an easygoing laissez-faire attitude yeah it seems like the icelandic people are pretty uh chill no pun intended talk for see i can't i don't even know <laughs> thanks for the last t- thanks for the last time i saw you a popular phrase that will also find in other nordic languages wait thanks for the last time i saw you Thanks for the last time I saw you, it says. Yeah. Not really sure what that one means. Wait, I got one more. I got one more list there. Vessen. This is one of my favorite words. And this is from the guy, you know, explaining. Because this is one of my favorite words in any language. Because it is so perfectly described something I passionately hate. If something more complicated than it has to be, or at least more trouble than you want it to be. I guess it's roughly equivalent to a hassle, but more describing uh, that something is more complicated than it has to be. Okay. Vessen. That's me. That's, that's absolutely that's right. me. Uh, screpa. This is a word roughly meaning run off for a little while. But only recently did I find out it's a unique cultural phenomenon. Basically, Icelanders tend to work pretty long hours, but they also are generally fairly relaxed about people running off to do an errand if the task at hand isn't life or death. So if you're at work, but you have to go to the doctor or the bank, you tell your boys you need to screpa. Somewhere in the afternoon, <laughs> often no further explanation will be required. If a man needs to screpa, he needs to screpa. If you do this too much, though, people will think you're a jerk. This guy wrote. Stop trying to be funny, buddy. So, yeah, no, no, we already saw. I told my boss I have to scrap up my wife. I'm good. Yeah, I guess he's not gonna ask. Here's another one. Yeah, this infamous <laughs> word can mean almost anything or absolute, absolutely nothing, as the case Wait, may be. Uh, In a lot of circumstances, it means well, though not meaning you did something well, but rather well then or well, oh well. So you just go yeah, you know. It's like yada yada yada, I guess. Maybe where they got it from. Final one. Dugnauer. Dugnather. I don't know. 
It would be too simple to translate this word as hardworkingness, but even that is not an, an English word according to my spell check. Shut up, bro. It's closer to the word metal or the Finnish concept of sisu, but neither of these completely capture the meaning. Literally, duga just means something will do. It is enough. So when you tell someone they're dugliger, you're really just saying you are sufficient, you'll do. <laughs> That's not really a nice compliment, but it's an interesting word. No, dugliger, pig. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, <right>. great <laughs> reference. <laughs> Um, he gets points for that. All right. That's all I got, man. Uh, so they could just solve this issue by making a phone that will only respond to Islamic language. Well, it just has to be the best phone ever. No, it's not that easy. They're saying it'd be like $9 million to create a database with all these words in it, whatever, open source. But the uh, companies would have to decide to use it. They'd have to fix the fucking phones. To, like, how would a weather app work? There's uh, no thing for, like, Valley Sneak. Like it's going to be foggy yeah, for three yeah. hours and the sun's going to come out. Like There's nothing for that. Wait, so they have to figure nothing, it out. There's nothing for window weather? In the- <laughs> no. No, there's no window weather, but that makes sense, though. It's like you lose these treasures of language. Whatever. I'm so, done. Let it's me not tell enough you, people to worry about. Sorry. Yeah, fuck, fuck Iceland. Fuck uh, Iceland. USA! <laughs> um, we're not going to be here next week. Boo! It is what it is. I, we got to go to a wedding. I got to go. Going to be in Chicago. Get me some pizza. So, so I, I would just like to go back to earlier and just say that I think James B. Adams is better looking than Comey for an, for James a director. James B. Adams. He's dapper, but Comey's got that like, you know, yeah, like I don't know, like teen heartthrob type of thing, like like sexy professor look. He doesn't do it for me. He's sexy little, he teacher. Just a really, <laughs> Comey. Sexy God, I'm, I'm I mean, his nose is a little bit too pointy, like too up. Comey. Yeah. No, was like two. Is like, hmm. so, I like a cute little upturn. Is, so, does Trump get to appoint the new guy, or there's like a whole long process? Trump's gonna pick somebody, and then they got to vote on him. It's a Senate approved. Senate has yeah. to vote on it, but they it's only a 51 vote, as I understand. Well, I mean, to confirm, since they got rid of the filibuster for appointments, yes. Does that apply? No, but I no, thought no, that was just for Supreme Court justices. I don't think that's accurate. I don't no, think that's no, right. No, uh, don't remember during during Obama's t- uh, term, they got rid of most. Filibusters for just because. But do we know if this is one of those ones that fall into that? It's pre- uh, Supreme Court justices were the only ones that really had the filibuster left. Right. Okay. So it was that was like that was the nuclear option was getting rid of filibusters for Supreme Court justices. Right. All right. So that's All right, see so how it goes. We'll see what happens. But I, I wasn't trying to bring up anything serious. I was just trying to say that well, I'm not sure Comey's the best looking FBI director ever. I understood. I was just kidding. <laughs> but I've been sitting on that one for the, for the entire good. show. Well, yeah. <laughs> good, good to name a former uh, director. Um, all right. I'm done. You guys can go on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on there. You can subscribe, leave a comment, rate, review. We really appreciate that. You can also go on SoundCloud.com slash Mandatory Samson. You can leave a comment on the episode. We'll have a little conversation. You can also email us, MandatorySamson at gmail.com. I'm at Mansamp on Twitter. Joey's at Joey from Jersey. Jersey spelled with a Z. Matt D. Weiss on Twitter as well. I swear I'm trying to get better at social media. I'm trying. I'm trying. He'll get on it. Um, and once again, thank you for listening. We love you guys. We will not be here next week, but I assure you we will be back the week after. Until then. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, we out.